This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live, where in the last few minutes we have went from Trump says he's been indicted to CBS News has confirmed. Confirmed. Trump has been indicted in the classified documents probe. I had the I had the pride graphics ready to go. I had planned on being live every day this month. Things just didn't work out that way. Oh, we're a little crooked. We're a little crooked over here. Not quite set up, but yes, we uh, we broke out the pride graphics and we got several presents for Pride Month this year. First of all, Pat Robinson is now in the grave. And apparently we have an indictment of former President Donald Trump. I feel like this music is really fucking loud. (laughs) I can't really tell though. Rest in piss indeed. I deserve a bong for both of these occasions. We're going to go outside of the DOJ with CBS News here. Trump has issued a statement on True Social, and it's a long one. We'll read that. Plus, we'll get into some other things. Nothing's been going on since I've been gone. There hasn't been a damn attack in Ukraine that caused a gigantic flood. There hasn't been the re-election of Turkish President Recep Erdogan. I think I fucked his name up, as I always do. There totally hasn't been more mass shootings. Hasn't been just another day in mass. There wasn't a mass shooting at a high school graduation in Virginia just like two days ago. Nobody was expecting me to say the line. Nothing's been going on. Criminal referrals have not been issued for the former prime minister of the UK. Had to throw that one in there for you, warlord. Uh... We are not the only country with a head of state in legal trouble. Yes, absolutely nothing has happened to Boris Johnson, unlike Trump. So we're going to get another um, another deal like we got, what, about a month ago, a month and a half ago, where Trump had to go to a courthouse in Manhattan. I'm not sure the details on this current indictment. Uh, I believe this one happened in Florida, but it could have been in DC. Let's actually, oh yeah, the El Nino forming, uh, the fucking skyline in New York, which is a weird orangish hue. Uh, the fires in Canada, a lot of shit to talk about, but let's start off tonight. The indictment, again, again, of former President Donald Trump. Which leads us to, and I wonder this is... 
is where the, the question comes. I'm rusty. I think as a political matter, the fact that these I don't know how to do this shit anymore. These are secrets, perhaps the most valuable of the United States. Oh, the 420 clock is still is still going. It's 420 right now. Congress. It's 420 right now. Stewards of those same secrets, the leaders of Congress who get to see these secrets uh, in the president's own party, whether that will perhaps change um, the traditional political rallying behind the former president. Perhaps, but let's remember we're still awaiting resolution of the Justice Department investigation into the sitting president's handling of this kind of information at his home and at his former... I do not really expect anything to come of the Biden investigation. Remember, in the wake of the two investigations beginning earlier... Come on, man! Both parties up on Capitol Hill saying, well, this just clearly shows us that there's a systemic institutional issue with classification of documents. And so unless they can that's true. start to allege that something he was in possession of caused other things to happen in the national security realm, uh, there may very well be Republicans who say, okay, yeah, but the other guy was doing it too. And so did former Pre Vice President Mike Pence, who was just cleared by the Justice Department last week. So it may be less a partisan or concern about Trump issue. It may just revive the belief that Democrats and Republicans had on both sides, that there are systemic concerns with how anyone gets to handle this information and i think absent details of i can't even find the 420 clock that information and what risks i thought i took it oh there it is uh, that would continue to be the argument that both sides would make we'll see we'll see and is it your is it your understanding you mentioned that the white house the uh, uh you know they're not going to be commenting on, uh, on this at all um the president he he would not comments be in a cell in in time to participate in the 2024 festivities, if you will. To engage in the political side. The soonest, the soonest we would see a trial is like next spring. President would would like, given his past practice of of baiting his opponents. Yeah, and and masturbating his opponents. How does the party, the Democratic Party, at least writ large, <laughs> haven't lost it? Ah, ha, ha. You live in sexual anarchy. He's dangerous to the rule of law. Uh, that that Republicans continue to support him and other people who denied reality about the 2020 elections. If they so choose, they'll continue to lose elections. Um, so yes, watching the fringes of the party. Uh, or, or those that are more outspoken react to this in the coming days, and how that could blow back on Democrats uh, certainly remains to be seen. I would think that there are some more senior leaders or those involved in the campaign uh, who would urge restraint and silence, uh, in essence, and allow this to play out and allow Republicans to be left to have to respond to this on the campaign trail and on Capitol Hill uh, and in other ways as this plays out next week. The president is set to go tomorrow, the current president, to North Carolina with his wife for two different events. North Carolina is a state that the White House believes the president can win for Democrats again the first time since 2008. And he'll be focused on some economic and military issues in a state where both of those topics are top of mind. I mean, I'm assuming he's going to continue to campaign. By a few points uh, in 2020, it's gettable for them next year. And, you know, once again, CBS News has confirmed Trump has been indicted. It is no longer us taking his word for it. Voters in that they want, you know, that, that, that that's that's where I think uh, Democrats think they might have a chance. And that will be the goal. So go ahead, light one up, tip one back in honor. Meeting with world leaders. Number 45. Talking about the economy and all the things he had done over the last few years. Indictment number two. Going forward. 
Now, we don't know what the indictment is, I don't believe. And the speculation is that it will be obstruction of justice and violation of the Espionage Act, and that's the serious one. That one carries 10 years in prison. At least. At least. 10 years in prison. Uh, who has some for us in Washington. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Warlord, Flash, Dustin. So glad to see everybody again. I've missed you all. Meat cakes. The Bratad. Fuzzy face. DJ Dub. Typically, John, they set bond conditions for a defendant, a criminal defendant at an arraignment. Warlord says we have seven counts. Potentially provocative to find out what bond can DBS News has not said anything about the exact charges. President of the United States. In the Southern District of Florida, they refer to the assignment of cases to blind... Warm-ups! ...selection, which is true for other federal courts in America as well. They I will I will assume a regular schedule within the next week, I promise. ...district court judge for this case. Now, he may appear before a magistrate judge, a lower level... Oh, you digging the new... look? I, I have not shaved. I have not shaved. I've been... I've been I've been sporting the bald look. Judge, some of whom in Florida, some of whom in Miami. But I hate shaving. Been appointed by then President Trump, which opens up a whole nother kettle of fish. We had one House Judiciary Committee member. Will be arraigned in federal court in Miami on Tuesday, so he was indeed indicted in Florida. This case is assigned to a Trump-appointed judge. That judge should seriously consider recusal based on the unprecedented and unique political dynamic. Yeah, this is going to be wild. The arraignment is Tuesday afternoon at the federal courthouse in Miami. Now, we have seen Donald Trump arraigned quite recently in Manhattan. Just about a month, month and a half ago. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. And when that happened, there was this intense and large in scope security protocol and restriction put in place near the courthouse to get Donald Trump into the courthouse. So Miami on Tuesday. They are safe. Presumably, we will, we will have another live stream watching him be arraigned a second time. To a pre-announced place at a pre-announced time. Many federal courthouses in America have openings, entrances that are not publicly accessible or publicly viewable. That's how inmates who are in jail before court cases go into court. They yep. don't walk through the front door. They're detained by marshals and they're driven into a... A private entrance. Presumably, a former president could make use of a private entrance, and we know that because when Mike Pence recently appeared in the D.C. federal court to speak to the grand jury there, he was. And one of the revelations that we've had in this case is that Mark Meadows, wouldn't be surprised. Mark Meadows apparently has flipped on Trump. Scott McFarland in Washington. Thank you so much, Scott. We're going to take a quick break. We will have a lot more analysis ahead. On the indictment of former these nuts You're streaming CBS Donald Trump has been indicted for a second time that is what is up these nuts welcome in welcome in my friends what an evening we have we're gonna catch up on the news I did not I did not prepare anything we're gonna find out what that news be doing together this is AP is outside of the DOJ. Ooh, ooh, we've got we've got a live door shot. These are these are our favorites. I can't I can't just pull up Fox. 
uh, Warlord. They don't have a live stream that I know of. I mean, I'd say they do if you have like box on your cable package. You will notice the new lights. I was wanting to, I, 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 I like the camera better here. I think I do better with it here. But I wanted to get a, I wanted to get like some beads or something for that door back there. As you can see, I've got a nice uh, washer dryer combo in the room where the, where the cat shit. New lights make me balder. I have not shaved. I have not shaved. I've got some, I've got some growth going on here, but don't, it's still bald boy summer. I've just been lazy. I'm glad we got a live shot of the door outside of the Justice Department. I do not believe we are expecting any kind of a news conference. The AP just knows what the people want. The people want a good door shot. <laughs> this, this is anticipation at its finest. We are outside of the Department of Justice on the night. We can confirm that Donald Trump has been indicted in the classified documents probe. Apparently it is seven charges, uh, speculating still, uh, the word was that he was going to be indicted for violation of the espionage act, which carries at least 10 years in prison as well as obstruction of justice charges. will be arraigned in Miami on Tuesday. Less pulled and more based. <laughs> That's a hell of an endorsement, Fuzzy. I would love it, like if I've got like comments of fans. You bear a striking resemblance to my uncle, except less pulled and more based. Trump has posted a video, so you know that's what we're doing now. Something about settings apparently uh, denied my access. Wait a minute, am I not? I'm set to the U.S. I, I don't I don't know how to fix that. Crab rave for Pat Robertson. Okay, so the Iron Sheik passed away yesterday. That would explain it, Warlord. If the IP was banned, that would explain it because it's a it would be a, a VPN that several people could be on that IP. People people doing untwart shit. <laughs> oh god, oh you meme, oh you meme. Good ones. Jesus. Hope everyone is doing fantastic this Pride Month. Hope you enjoyed the new Pride opening.
I, pro I promise I will get some use out of it. I, I am not. Uh, I'm not in the business uh, of making an entire new opening and then not getting some use out of it. So we will we will make use of the pride opening here on the Troll Patrol. I promise there will be more live streams. Since Iron Sheik isn't here anymore, we must all tell Hulk Hogan to go fuck himself on a daily basis to pick up the slack. Stupid hot dog skinned bitch. So, these nuts, I don't know. So, like, I... Maybe, perhaps, at two months, which would be on the 13th. Cause it still says my appeal is pending. I've, as I said, I had a, I have a, a friend that I contacted that knows somebody at Twitch. I'm, I'm doing my best. We've got some new people sneaking in here. To recap, we are live outside of the Department of Justice on the night that Trump has been indicted for a second time. Well, Warlord, that's what I've been thinking about. And even if, even if Justin Freakin is no more on Twitch, and I should, I guess I shouldn't film myself saying this, should I? I, apparently Twitch has changed their policy and you can't simulcast. I, I, I have not, f I'm going to do I may just go to doing gaming and shit on Twitch and doing the streams where like we play music and I talk with you guys and do the troll patrol and everything else no I have not heard uh, uh, Dustin apparently he's supposed to be in North Carolina tomorrow Or I, should I do the Troll Patrol live on Twitch and then put it everywhere else later? I, that, that would be the question. If I even get the fucking Twitch back. Which I hold out hope. The Curiouser says my, my, my uh, emotes are back. So that's what, like, I was going to stream Final Fantasy sixteen. That was, that was something I was going to do. And also I I've toyed with the idea, like I might play golf or, you know, Mortal Kombat one or AEW get like that. If you guys are and we'll just do that on Twitch and we'll do the troll patrol everywhere else, or we'll do the troll patrol live on Twitch and then we'll put the troll patrol on YouTube after or whatever. I've not watched the trailer today, Warlord. I've not watched the trailer from today. That was something I was going to do, but then everybody's like, stream, stream, stream. But I mean, fucking, this is our favorite thing. I play, <laughs> I play PGA Tour. I've got 2K23. Uh, I turn off the commentary and listen to music. 
though. That'd probably be good stream. Like, since I do that anyway, like, that'd probably be good stream content. I, a lot of people freak out. They're like, you, you play golf? What? Well, not in real life. I've never played it in real life. My modes are not showing up for you. Oh, shit. I'm trying, I'm trying to get hyped for 16. I don't want to get too hyped for, uh, rebirth. But like I've in, in anticipation of 16, I've been playing, uh, remake. It should be about time for a Persona 6, shouldn't it? I still, I've played like the first two or three hours. I know I'm just scratching the surface of Persona 5. And like, I know it's a game I would like, but I just have not had time. Have not had time. Apparently we're getting an announcement of a Final Fantasy 9 remake. And I guess I'm here for it. I, I guess I haven't seen you guys since Metal Gear 3 or Metal Gear Delta has been announced. We've ran people off. We're like, we. I thought everybody wanted the door. Should we go back to CBS News? Perhaps we'll learn what the charges are. I was enjoying the, the live shot of the door. Let's go over to NBC News. See what they're talking about. It's plenty satisfied with, and it's very likely to, as you will see wall to wall coverage of this tomorrow, there will be a not so dissimilar split screen with headlines. Trump's lawyers say he's been indicted on seven counts. President Biden is scheduled to travel to North Carolina tomorrow. He's delivering remarks on the economy. He's scheduled to visit with troops at Fort Liberty, what was formerly Fort Bragg in North Carolina. So as it relates to the White House's view, this president's view, I think that's the- He might've committed a little light treason. ...of this situation that they hope guides the day. Gotti. I watched that. I watched that episode the other day. That split screen idea, and and we also have. I mean, I don't even know how many boxes. I guess nine other. Boxes. <laughs> Three counts of third degree douchery. Tomorrow from that uh, large GOP. This is just the first of possibly three or four different indictments. How do you see that? He is going to to face in in Florida. Florida's Ron DeSantis's home turf as well. Uh, do you see the his opponents uh, from the GOP possibly taking a step back and letting this uh, become somewhat of a, a Democrat versus Republican, Republican uh, or Donald Trump versus the the Democrat controlled judicial system as, as he claims? Or do you see this become a battle royale? I had to turn that shit down well, for I me. What is it was blaring in my and I couldn't like find my headphones over here on the board. Vice President. This board sucks. I need a new board. Dakota Governor Doug Burgum and Chris Christie, one of those who. This is that Florida grand jury, Dustin. This, this. Against him, and now is this indictment comes out of Miami. All three of those: Pence, Burgum, and Christie, all announced their candidacies. 
for the Republican nomination this week. But who is going to be the one who is getting all the headlines for not just this? I'm not high enough for the days, weeks, and months to come. This shit. It's going to be Donald Trump, and that has been one of the biggest challenges that so many of those other candidates have faced as they try to sort of get some oxygen in the room as it relates to the Republican field right now. You know, you can d divide the. Yeah, we need a breathing treatment. Different slots. And I've been speaking to pollsters for some of these Republican campaigns who say there's at least a 35 percent number of sort of true MAGA supporters, particularly in states like Iowa and New Hampshire, the key first. You got a 33 state, and two thirds state. percent chance. Yeah, there's like 15, perhaps 20 percent of those who are focused on social conservative issues, religious conservative issues. Mike Pence, certainly among those, Tim Scott. As this well, shit might be echoing. Who are a little bit more open-minded and some who are willing to move on, perhaps, from Donald Trump. But in spite of that, Donald Trump still carries so much sway in this field right now that it doesn't allow for that cacophony, all the other voices to sort of break through. The and cacophony. A lot of these individuals reluctant to turn off Republican voters, likely Republican voters, by doing anything but criticizing the Department of Justice right now, which at the end of the day only amplifies the situation and amplifies, um, perhaps helps the standing of Donald Trump in this Republican primary field, Gotti. Uh, Peter Alexander, that's sounding like a, a battle royale with, uh, with the former president right in the middle. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's a good old game of Fortnite. Historian Michael Beschloss. Uh, Michael, I, I, I'm not sure if you've seen that video yet, but I just wanted to, to wind you up and, and let you go. The first indictment. Wind him up and let him go. I like Beschloss. Beschloss there. Oh, no. Recap what we know uh, right now. We're being told uh, that there are seven counts, uh, seven counts that the former president, Donald Trump, has been indicted with. We've got uh, Von Hilliard, I'm sorry, joining us right now. And we've got uh, the former president very active tonight on his platform, Truth Social. Uh, Von, thanks so much for uh, rejoining us here. Uh, just talking with Peter and this idea of this, this oh yeah warlord i need to work i need to i need to work on that why can't i do that why is it, it i'm in the you with my uh, oh yeah yeah we, we we went through we went through this with my ip uh can you download the video and send it to me another way Can you, can you, oh no. I, yeah, it's saying like, you know, it's only available for US users. What the hell? What the hell? I want to watch the, is it like, apparently it's video of Trump, correct, Warlord? We, we need to make this happen. We need video of Trump. I hope this works. I hope I don't lose you guys.
everybody here? Oh, this is going to be spectacular. Is everybody ready? Might say something. We'll flip back over to the screen. All right. All right. Very sadly, we're a nation in decline. And yet they go after a popular president, a president that got more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country by far and did much better the second time in the election than the first. And they go after him on a boxes hoax, just like the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. Boxes hoax. And all of the others, it's just been going on for seven years. They can't stop because it's election interference at the highest level. There's never been anything like what's happened. I'm an innocent man. You've gotta love the villain <laughs> twirling his mustache right over Trump's right shoulder. <laughs> yes, you can you can clearly see a bald spot. His swoop is down uh, further on his brow, and you can clearly see the bald spot that he he tries to comb forward. I'm an innocent person. Uh, they had the Mueller hoax, the Mueller report, and that came out no collusion after two and a half years. That was set up by Hillary Clinton and Democrats. But this is what they do. This is what they do so well. If they would devote their energies to honesty and integrity would be a lot better for our country. They could do a lot better. They could do a lot of great things. But when you look at what's happened to our country in the last three years, we were energy independent. We had a strong military that wasn't woke. We were doing so well. We were respected all over the world. We got the biggest tax cuts in history, biggest regulation cuts in history. And what do you do? We'll see who cancels who. The president where an election was taken, got more votes than any sitting president in history by far, never anything even close, oh, man. and they come after me because now we're leading in the polls again by a lot against Biden and against the Republicans by a lot, but we're leading against Biden by a lot, a tremendous amount, and we went up to a level that they figured- He loves riding those polls. By using what's called warfare, and that's what it is. This is warfare for the law. And we can't let it happen. We can't let it happen. Our country is going to hell. And they come after Donald Trump, weaponizing the Justice Department, weaponizing the FBI. We can't let this continue to go on because it's ripping our country to shreds. We have such big problems, and this shouldn't be one of them. Huge, a hoax. huge problems. The whole thing is a hoax, just like... Russia, 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 just like the fake dossier was a hoax. You saw the Durham report. You saw the Mueller report. It was all a big hoax. You had two impeachments and they lost and we won. And we had tremendous support. But that was a hoax and a scam. And now they're doing it again. It's just a continuation, seven years, even after I'm out. But it's called election interference. They're trying to destroy a reputation so they can win an election. That's just as bad as doing any of the other things that have been done over the last number of years and especially during the 2020 election. So I just want to tell you, I'm an innocent man. I did nothing wrong. <laughs> fight this out just like we've been fighting for seven years. It would be wonderful if we could f devote our full time to making America great again 
And that's exactly what we did. But now, again, our country is in decline. We're a failing nation. And this is what they do. I'm an innocent man. We will prove that again. Seven years of proving it. And here we go again. Very unfair. But that's the way it is. I just want to thank everybody. We are doing something very special for our country. We're putting America first. I always put America first. And that's why we were in a position. Unfortunately, that position is no longer valid because they've done such a poor job. But we're in a position where we're going to make America great again. Uh, I'm innocent and we will prove that very, very soundly and hopefully very quickly. Thank you very much. Doubt. Doubt on that one. You want to see what's going on on Rumble tonight? Following a... Yeah, there we go. There we go. Benny Johnson. Let's find out what Benny Johnson's saying. Uh, Speaking of one of Donald Trump's sons, Donald Trump Jr. saying this, Biden's corrupt DOJ is openly interfering in the 2024 presidential election to stop Trump because they know that Biden cannot beat him in a fair race. That is what this is really about. And everyone knows it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Davis, our in-house attorney. Benny just uh, reading tweets. Pertains to his snap reaction to this. The judge is going to go along with that. And so this will probably have to get resolved by the Supreme Court. It should be nine to nothing by the Supreme Court if they actually follow the law. But at the end of the day, Trump may get elected in 2024 as a convicted felon who the Oh, correction, ladies and gentlemen, my apologies. We're going to Matt Gates responding here live on. Ooh, yes. That was Mike Davis. Uh, that was a mistake on our uh, on our end, having the same clip in twice. Although I do think. Let's go to Matt Gates. Very interesting point. Could Donald Trump be elected as a convicted felon? Are we ready for that? And also potentially pardoning himself, running on a platform of pardoning himself, maybe along with all the January Sixers. Is that a platform that we're ready for, America? Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Gates, take it away. I have much luck with this uh, as it moves forward. And, and what about all the, all the allegations of prosecutorial misconduct that we've seen just in this case alone? Yeah, the prosecutor seems to be Ooh. someone with an ax to grind. It seems to be why that prosecutor was selected for this purpose. Uh, if you look at some of the prior political activity and connection to left is there is there a Tucker Carlson tonight on Twitter? And it is stunning to think about that courthouse in Miami bearing out the scene on Tuesday where Donald Trump will present himself. I believe that's the same federal courthouse where they held Manuel Noriega, the former dictator of Panama. And then to think uh, we would uh, we would visit this harm in my state. Uh, on our country uh, it is it is such an abuse of federal power we should immediately be holding congressional hearings on this sir sir abuse of federal power is was uh was this uh jack smith individual kind of screened and reviewed is somewhat what he's being charged with and, uh, were uh, civil liberties potentially violated we know right. in the new york alvin bragg case uh that uh, mark pomerantz pled the fifth when asked whether or not he broke any laws when trying to get Trump. We've got uh, some more details here, Congressman. Uh, he's, he's been, uh, the former president's been indicted on at least seven federal charges, including illegal retention of classified documents, obstruction, and on conspiracy. So, so the first one 
illegal retention of classified documents. Okay, fine. So let's charge uh, President Biden with the same thing. Uh, let's the thing with Palmer is, is like, I think he just played the fifth to everything. Could declassify the documents that they just they, they didn't want to give up information on an active investigation. Conspiracy. Um, do you do you have any clarity on on what they're going to try and do with conspiracy here? I mean, the obstruction is obvious. They they think that's because he slow walked the return of them. He wasn't giving them back as fast as they wanted. What do you think conspiracy means in this thing? Well, you know, as to the obstruction, it's a it's a common theme from the Department of Justice when they've got a, a weak underlying matter to kind of layer in obstruction to try to bring this air of criminality over what would otherwise be a, a non-criminal negotiation or interaction uh, with, uh, you know, with the compliance with the Federal Presidential Records Act. And, and keep in mind, like, there's no vice presidential records act. President Trump had more authority to have these records, certainly, than uh, Joe Biden did as the former vice president. And so if there's legal ground to stand on, these, these are not equivalencies. President Trump on far better legal ground. I think he'll probably find a pretty favorable jury in Miami. Apparently what they are going for is... Uh, I think that's a, a the crime is he showed them to people. Point there by Matt Gates, you could probably find a very, very uh, positive jury for Donald Trump in Miami. That's actually not a bad point because he is going to be tried in Miami. It's going to be a very, very different ballpark. And by the way, a lot of based Cubans in Miami that don't like communism and don't like communist tactics. Much like Josh Hawley, who is tweeting, if people in power can jail their political opponents, we do not have a republic. Josh Hawley warning of that. The House Judiciary Committee saying witch hunt. A man who serves on the House Judiciary Committee, Matt Gates, you just heard there. And we have our first presidential candidate in the field. <laughs> that dude's dumb. Vivek Ramswamy is the first Republican presidential candidate to come out with a statement on this. Let me read you in part of the statement. We cannot have two tiers of justice, one for Trump and one for Biden, one for Assange, one for Manning, one for BLM and Antifa, one for peaceful protesters on January 6th. Strong. I never thought that we- Peaceful protesters. ...deputizes the DOJ to arrest his rival in the middle of an, ele an election. Obama shamefully tried to deputize- Yes, the these were the same people that chanted lock her up during the 2016 election. ...chance this time around. The federal police state is outright arresting Trump. They don't know what communism. Communism is when anything happens to them. They're victimized by... And then, like, using the term banana republic is hilarious. ...to selectively prosecute and persecute Donald Trump, but not Biden. That's exactly... And They're not. They're not selectively... ...completely... ...persecuting. Joe Biden... Trump did not cooperate. ...power to classify or declassify records. That power is vested completely inside the executive, which is an article of the Constitution, which is, of course, given to one man. Joe Biden illegally had classified documents. Joe Biden had no right to them. Barack Obama could say they were, but he won't because I think they're planning... Communism is when you prosecute criminals. But they're going to get Trump first. There are also serious legal questions about President Trump's power to declassify documents and the potential legality over the classification of federal documents in the first place. That's for the courts to decide. But we, the people, decide... That, that's one of the reasons why they went with the, the espionage charge. Again, Vivek Ronswamy. It would be much easier for me to win this... To get around, like, if he tries to argue that he had the power to declassify them... Promptly on January the espionage thing is like sharing them with people that don't have the right to have them. Hot damn, man. Way to go, Vivek.
And here he is, uh, presu like presumably following following up with the statement. Man, he is an son idiot. You son of a bitch. This is a great statement. I wouldn't change anything about this statement. Oh. Three, two, go. Well, yeah, you're the dumbass it's meant to appeal to. His name is Jonathan Turley. He is the person that was trusted by Tucker Carlson. He's the person who's trusted. Uh, that should tell you everything. Um, he's a constitutionalist. I don't think he's a bit, he's a red hat MAGA supporter. I think he's a constitutionalist. He's, very he's a slimy bastard. And he was uh, saying that Donald Trump should now run on pardoning himself. Have a listen. But as with many of these cases, Jesse, it comes down to timing. They don't have a lot of runway before the presidential election. Uh, and the court's going to be in a tough position uh, how to deal with this criminal case when you have the leading candidate for president who wants to be campaigning. Then there's the final issue here, which is going to get really wicked. And that is Trump could run on pardoning himself. You know, for people that feel that this is biased, that this is part of a pattern, he could turn this on his opponent. There is not enough of those people for him to win. Simp, good evening. He could pardon himself or he can do so before a trial occurs. Yeah, the good old pocket pardon. So Fox is hearing that it involves the good old pocket pardon. Handling of documents or what in the mishandling what? of documents. Uh, Jonathan Turley continues on there in his argument in favor of Donald Trump and his argument against the security state doing this to him. Let's have a listen. Jonathan Turley, again, one of our favorite legal um, scholars. There's a big debate as to whether you should or be able to impeach someone for conduct before they became president. Uh, one of the interesting things here is that Joe Biden, as president, has been denying these allegations. So there may be a bootstrapping that can occur. But the Democrats man. just created their a precedent that you can impeach a former president, because President Trump had left office uh, by the time of his Senate trial. Uh, and so they may have created precedent that would allow you to impeach Vice President Biden, <laughs> to go back retroactively to impeach. So this is just going to get very, very so you, weird. So you could have a federal trial of Donald Trump and an impeachment trial of President Biden at the same time in an election year. 2024 yeah, is going to be crazy. Is good for those of us on the legal uh, commentary side. All right. Thank you very much, Professor. Unbelievable. Thank you. Let's turn it over to. Ladies and gentlemen, you can it's see. It's almost like they're into manufacturing controversy. Eight published today. Biden classified document investigation shows few signs of wrapping up soon. Oh, interesting here. So Joe Biden hasn't even been interviewed. By his special counsel. Do you know that there is a special counsel looking into Joe Biden's? Yes, we did. We covered it here on the Troll Patrol. Essentially, like shoved into a Chinese whorehouse, and that Joe Biden himself had no idea who was fondling these classified documents. That Hunter Biden. You live in sexual anarchy. Of an office that the Chinese government had a key to. The CCP connected Chinese whorehouse. Chinese business had access to the classified documents here. But they haven't even they haven't even tried to turn up the heat on Joe Biden. Biden advisors, for instance, have de uh, have determined he would provide an interview to a special counsel investigation of his classified documents once Biden's legal team and the Justice Department agree on the conditions. Oh, interesting. But Biden has yet to be interviewed. 
suggesting the investigation will not be near. Vinny reads that Biden is cooperating with the investigation. Vice President Mike Pence classified. Meanwhile, Trump was given every chance to cooperate and didn't. Uh, so what does that look like for Joe Biden? Uh, well, we have that's that's Benny Johnson. We're on we're on Rumble. We're checking out the reaction. Uh, let's see. Want to go live? Do not want to. Do not want to click on the. We're the baddies. for bias and and to what extent uh were this dude has a hell of a beard we know right. in the new york alvin bragg case uh that uh we've already, we've already heard from matt gates i don't want more matt gates not as many not as many people talking about oh let's see what newsmax has to say shall we so I'm very grateful to Newsmax um, for inviting me for this very special. Yes, time. Sim Gorka. I'm very grateful to the amazing team that's put together this program in just the last 50 minutes since we heard the news, and especially to the young lady who just said in my ear, hey, I, I've got a script for you that you could open the show with. And I told her thank you. This is the opening of a show. This is perfect. I don't need a script. I don't need to tell he, you. He threw out the script. Amazing guests to join us who will tell you what they think about this horrific news that could rent asunder the fabric of this, the greatest nation on God's green earth. But let me tell you a story. He's very emotional. That's not him in the picture. That's Paul Giovanni. You're rather out there. That's not Seb Gorka. Look at it. That's Paul Giovanni. Why you love America? Dressed as Seb Gorka. America. What the fuck? They asked me, where does that come from? I'm an immigrant. And here's where it comes from. There are moments in one's life where you can identify you've arrived in the fork <laughs> in the road and you take this path, not the other one, and everything changes. For me, it occurred when I was a young boy. I was about seven or eight years old. And I was on vacation at the beach. You got a very soothing voice. I like it. Great athlete of a man. He was in the national rowing team. He served in a communist prison um, in a coal mine for two years. So he was a bear of a man. And he loved to swim. And he came out of the ocean. And he looked at me, looked down at me, and I was playing with my toys, with my G.I. Joe, making sandcastles or whatever. And I looked at him. And I saw something I hadn't seen before. He had these white lines on his wrists. He wasn't old enough to be wrinkled on his wrists. So foolishly, little child that I was, I said, hey, Dad, what, what are those? Without skipping a beat. With no Joseph. Down at me, and he said, son, that's where the secret police bound my wrists together with wire so they could hang me from the ceiling of the torture chamber. I, to be honest with you, I would play with action figures and sandcastles now. Why? 
It's, it's more accepted now. I realized that evil wasn't something from fairy tales by Grimm or books by Tolkien with dragons and wizards. Evil is real. And evil lurks in the heart of... Okay, I'm not completely sold that his dad was in some sort of communist prison. Ideologies for the last there, uh, authoritarianism, that's the, that's the problem. That's what I did in the Defense Department. That's what I did in the White House. But now, it's not religious extremists. It's secular political ones here in America. Because do not be confused about the news tonight. The news tonight has nothing to do with the law or any putative crime committed. The news about my former boss, and yes, I, I own that. He is my boss, you know that. My former boss. What they're doing to him is evil. It is unjustifiable. You can analyze what we've heard. But it is justifiable, and they're going to present their evidence in court. Or politically. Let's get the legal out of the way for a second. It's garbage. It's just as manufactured and artificial as the Alvin Bragg indictments that were out of date, that couldn't be felonies, but had to happen because Alvin Bragg said what in that ominous radio interview as he was campaigning to get elected as the DA for Manhattan. He said, my number one goal. Are you not even going to tell your audience what the... Behind bars. Yeah, no, not justice. Not what the charges are? Lady Justice political targeting the legal analysis of these charges is absurd why the president all presidents maintain their security clearance at the highest level tssciq you name it till the day they die jimmy carter has it George once again the speculation it. is that they so charged him with espionage and the idea that a civil for showing it to people that did not have the right to uh, have them accuse to just completely circumvent his ability to make that argument that you're making right now, Seb Gorka. That for that to occur, there has to be malice. There has to be because apparently they have him on video showing the documents to people. The legal argument is nugatory the political one is clear this is did he say nugatory years of political persecution what does nugatory mean with another man who is full of nougat revitalize the conservative movement i consider him a friend of mine he's the chair of the american conservative union and the host of cpac matt schlapp welcome to this special matt schlapp uh, you know, so Remember, this dude has just been accused of sexually assaulting a staffer at CPAC, what, just just a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is, uh, shouldn't be a surprise to any of us, but it has occurred. Somebody on MSNBC speculated that he showed them to Kid Rock. Seven years, and what you saw. And I wouldn't doubt it. Please give us your, your reaction. You know what the what Donald Trump did for America is he gave us a shot in the arm, he gave us a boost. Uh, the, all three of these these men, Trump, 
Gorka and Schlab all deserve to be in prison. Doing the things he said he was going to do on the campaign trail. A lot of my friends here in the swamp, they mocked him when he said, oh, we're going to build a wall and we're going to be tough on China. And, uh, you know, we're going to revitalize this economy. Um, you know, we're put strict constructionists on the Supreme Court. Uh, you know, we're going to be proud of ourselves again. He did all these things and all. So we're cruising Rumble, seeing the reactions to Trump's indictment. Dems think taxes stop nature. What the fuck does that even mean? I think he just went off. I want the truth today. God damn. Everything home talk show. I'm asking you literally to sweat to the oldies here in Arizona because it's 140 degrees and to join us, whether you're going to be a PC, which is a precinct committee man, or you're going to go to meetings or you're going to, you know, be there at school boards or whatever it is. Or and just, and at this point, like I've always said, I love the digital warriors just as much as the people that are that are here that are showing up in person. Yeah. I just happen to do both. So it doesn't matter which the people that are showing up in person are all astroturfed being bust in just digitally push out a couple posts. We saw it with the the Proud Boys the other day. Get on the text, tell your friends. So. And this is the only the, these things we talked about today are just two or two of the things that have gone on in Arizona since literally everything started to be an explosion on February 23rd when we had the hearing that Liz Harris put together that exposed all this corruption yeah. and, uh, and they aren't even talking about Trump and money laundering and all that. So it's been nonstop, but guess what? The best. <laughs> You're still on about Carrie Lake. I better, I better stop with that. That one thumbnail was a little, uh, uh we do have, uh, right now, a much. News legal analyst, Danny Savalos, also moderator for what up, Danny NBC news political director, Chuck Todd, uh, what up, Chuck thank you so much for joining us. I'm not sure if you heard the, the last part of that conversation, but there is a big difference in the optics, a big difference in the, um, the, the procedure, I think, when it comes to federal versus what we saw in Manhattan. Uh, but this is home turf for former President Donald Trump. Danny Chuck, how do you see this playing out starting next week and then going forward uh, at that federal courthouse? Yeah, the arraignment's going to be a very uneventful event. I mean, other than the fact it's probably the most significant arraignment. Other than the fact that Justin Freakin is going to stream it. But procedurally, it's... Tuesday afternoon in Miami. In terms of substance, it's, you know, you plead guilt, you plead not guilty. Uh, you get the charges read to you formally. If you want to, you can have that waived. But after that, it's... We'll, a we'll hopefully have a good door shot. ...into the pre-trial discovery phase. So... Procedurally, not a whole lot happening. It shouldn't be a. You guys just tell me when you want to find out what that news be doing. Whether the court imposes any pretrial conditions of any kind. I don't have anything laid out. I don't have a show put together. Whether or not the. I'll just go look through my my reservoirs of stories. Trump or not. Look, the bottom line is the jury. We'll find out what's been going on here in the last couple of weeks. Federal 
court in Florida. They're going to be the same whether you're in federal court in Manhattan. And while no, we're going to do it, we're going to we're going to watch him. I mean, we won't watch him get arraigned. We'll watch him arrive at the courthouse and shit. The bottom line is this: may get uh, comments from his lawyers. I don't know if Takapina will be handling that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that Takapina he would be handling that. Be a different lawyer. The odds are you are going to be guilty and the odds are you are going to prison because there really aren't a lot of federal summary offenses. They exist. I've heard of them. They exist uh, in theory and rumor, but not really. Uh, most criminal defendants in federal court are facing almost outlandish odds. I would think they want to get it done. You should look at this indictment in federal court much more seriously than Alvin Bragg's indictment in state court. Oh, absolutely. Now, Gotti, let me, yeah, I, let me pick yeah, up on the political side of things. I'll tell you what I'm looking for, which is how is he going to try to turn Tuesday into an, a political event for himself? Yeah, he'll give a he'll give a press conference and shit. Miami-Dade County, home of the infamous Brooks Brother riot. Guess who was one of the organizers of the Brooks Brother? Roger Stone. Which, of course, has to do with um, the counting of the ballots back during the 2000 election 23 years ago. So it's a generation ago. A guy named Roger Stone. Roger Stone lives about 20 minutes from that courthouse. There are a whole bunch of... So this is where it suddenly is on Trump's home turf. Are these... Look, are these places where that jury pool is going to somehow lean right? The answer is a big no. This is... Miami-Dade is still a, a light blue county. Broward's a deep blue county. Palm Beach is a deep blue county. But where he does have him home field is there's a lot of operatives. There's a lot of political um, chicanery. Uh, to, to use a word that is I Chuck Todd suggesting that Roger Stone is going to orchestrate a riot Some of them at the courthouse. So yeah, we are indeed going to be watching that stream on Tuesday. Going to be a feature that the Trump world is. Going we'll totally to be here for it because the more it looks like people are supporting him, the harder it will be for his political opponents. You know, Trump's entire focus is going to be on how this helps him in his presidential and doesn't hurt him so that's what it I'm probably doing. helps him in the primary what does he do on tuesday to that's wild uh, chuck i'm so glad you said that and danny i'm so glad you're here uh, it's funny because we have uh, three different perspectives i think with with the three of us here uh, danny you've been through the entire legal process chuck you've seen you know <laughs> every major election of recent history and yet i I've I've been in the thick of it normally. And oh, I totally believe it. Flash rallies, uh, covered a lot of the the days that you thought that we'd see normal procedure, and yet you would see something that uh, was being orchestrated by that by the Trump campaign and turning it into uh, a very much a spectacle for the spectacle's sake. There there is something to be said about the convoy coming through. There's something to be said right. about the flags flying. And again, uh, I know that this is going to be at a federal courthouse, but in Miami, in Florida, where you have Governor Ron DeSantis, who is now going to be running against uh, the president, it seems like this has all of the makings uh, for a, a spectacle. So, Danny, I guess the question is, uh, from a prosecutor's perspective... Speaking of lying to make yourself look more badass, I cannot recommend enough the one of the newest episodes of Behind the Bastards. The six-part Vince McMahon story. It's not just about Vince McMahon. It's about a lot of bastards in wrestling. It's a good history of wrestling. He gets some things wrong, but that's okay. 
kinds of charges dictate under the Bail Reform Act. Uh, it's still pretty good. Overall, he really did his research. That any set bail will not ensure their attendance at trial. Until we know the actual charges, we don't know for sure. But generally speaking, the kinds of charges that make you ineligible for bail or very difficult to get bail are things that involve guns, drugs. Highly doubtful we're going to see anything like that in this case. Uh, but uh, does a judge have a lot of discretion? Yes, I don't see a judge getting a federal judge. I would think he's a flight risk. I see a judge shying away from anything like a gag order. Uh, I think a federal judge is going to recognize that this kind of case involves someone, a defendant, who's going to be engaging in political speech. And the Supreme Court has said that, yes, all speech is protected, but arguably political speech is super protected. And so President, former President Trump needs to be able to talk about his case because he is in a campaign. Now, if there are some restrictions on the kind of discovery that can be disclosed, much like in the New York case, the judge there restricted the kind of discovery that Trump could post on truth. I'm still not high enough for this shit. See something like that? I really don't expect it. I think a federal judge is going to play this much more straight down the middle. They're just going to address bail. Uh, it is not the month to play anything straight. It is pride. Get out here and get gay with some people or even be incarcerated pending trial. I don't even see that being an ask based on just the charges that we've thrown about. Get you some dick. Uh, again, since we don't know what they are, it's really hard to predict. But federal judges do have a lot of discretion. I just don't see a federal judge getting too ambitious with restricting Trump, especially in terms of his speech. I mean, his ears must have been ringing. We're talking about political speech. If protected political speech and on Truth Social right now, uh, former President Donald Trump has posted what looks like a four minute long video. It is- uh, You watch the video? Uh, it is going to be his side of the story. So we're going to play it was, I hope you too- uh, It was just we're gonna be rambling. We'll watch it again. And kind of discussing uh, what we get into. Again, there are no restrictions right now when it comes to this federal case. And so this is the first time we're gonna hear from uh, the former president directly from this video he has posted on truth social so if we've got that cute i love they're uh, checking their phones live on tv very sadly we're a nation in decline and yet they go after a popular president a president that got more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country by far and did much better the second time in the election than the first and they go after him on a boxes hoax, just like the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, and all of the others. It's just been going on for seven years. They can't stop. A boxes hoax. Election interference at the highest level. There's never been anything like what's happened. I'm an innocent man. I'm an innocent person. Uh, they had the Mueller hoax, the Mueller report, and that came out. No collusion after two and a half years. That was set up by Hillary Clinton and Democrats. But this is what they do. This is what they do so well if they would devote their energy what they do do we'll right tadpole they could do a lot better they could do a lot of great things but when you look at what's happened to our country in the last three years we were energy independent we had a strong military that wasn't woke we were doing so well we were respected all over the world got the biggest tax cuts in history biggest regulation cuts Up in yours moralists and what are you doing we'll see who cancels who president where an election was taken got more votes than any on, president in history by far never anything even close and 
And you still got beat by almost 8 million votes. And against the Republicans. You leave that part out every time. Every time. And we went up to a level that they figured the way they're going to stop us is by using what's called warfare. And that's what it is. This is warfare for the law. And we can't let it happen. We can't let it happen. Our country is going to hell. Once again, if you weren't here earlier when we watched this video, there is like a a villain twirling his mustache right over Trump's right shoulder. It is hilarious. This is the perfect backdrop for Trump to give his statement. And they come after Donald Trump weaponizing the Justice Department, weaponizing the FBI. We can't let this continue to go on because it's ripping our country to shreds. We have such big problems and this shouldn't be one of them. It's tearing up my heart when I'm with you. Russia, 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 just like the fake dossier was a hoax. You saw the Durham report. You saw the Mueller report. I did. It was all a big hoax. No, you guilty. And they lost and we won. And we had tremendous support. But that was a hoax and a scam. And now they're doing it again. It's just a continuation, seven years, even after I'm out. But it's called election interference. They're trying to destroy your reputation so they can win an election. He should be scared shitless. Is doing any of the other things that have been uh, his his best option is probably to flee the country. So I just want to tell you, I'm an innocent man. I did nothing. Go to North Korea. Go to Russia. Get the fuck out of our hair. Go to Saudi Arabia. Do it, you fucking coward. And that's exactly what we did. But now, again, our country is in decline. We're a failing nation. And this is what they do. I'm an innocent man. We will <laughs> again. Seven years of proving it. And here we go again. Very it's almost like he was singing it. But that's the way it is. I just want to thank everybody. We are doing something very special for our country. We're putting America first. I always put America first. Biden fell the other day. In a position, unfortunately, that position is no longer valid because they've done such a poor job. But we're in a position where we're going to make America great. I do. I do not want to hear about your favorite positions, Trump. Very, very soundly, and hopefully, you live in sexual anarchy. That is the former president of the United States posting on Truth Social, reacting to news he broke about his federal indictment on Truth Social. Again, we're joined by uh, Danny Savalos and, and Chuck Todd. Uh, guys, got to get your reaction. Uh, Chuck, starting with you, you watched that. He was talking <laughs> warfare. This right. is, you know... A, a, They're a, not a, laughing. I'm laughing about it. Out to you. Well, number one, he doesn't address the actual charges, right? He doesn't address why he's been indicted. He doesn't... I think that's very notable. He doesn't talk a lick about um, what he's accused of doing. He knows what he's been accused of doing. So the fact that he didn't touch that at all, I think is is worth noting. Everything else was very familiar rhetoric, Gotti. Uh, if you really think about it, we've heard all of that before. You know, he has a very, his repertoire uh, when it comes to defending himself from, from charges uh, is actually very limited. And you heard every one of them. I mean, he comes across always as repetitive. How often does he say the word hoax? You know, what he's, it, and again, that goes to the, his ability, I think, sometimes as a messenger, because 
I'll say this, he has a limited repertoire, but what's amazing when you go to focus groups, his supporters repeat what he says right back at you. So what he is doing here with this video is... He's like falling over in my arms because he's just, he's limp. Um, and look, he sounds like a, I, this is what I have just been curious about this whole time. Even if voters He's curious and curiouser. Sound like a guy who's ever going to quit this race. And he's ever going to stop running. And I don't know how the Republican Party is going to deal with him or figure out how to get rid of him if he is somehow uh, potentially uh, headed for a, a guilty verdict. Chuck Todd, thanks so much. I hope oh, he is. He is guilty as fuck. As well, she joins us now. Uh, Hallie, I, I'm not sure if you were able to watch that video uh, of the former president, Donald Trump, reacting to uh, the news that he broke hey, Hallie. on his social media platform. Right. Um, did you see that? She said hey to me. Oh, my God. You saw it. Um, the video that he posted there, it is, I mean, you, you, Chuck, Danny, have been have been going through that. Familiar themes. I mean, I think that it is no surprise that I agree with Chuck on a lot of that, right? The idea that... You flirted back. ...something that the Donald Trump campaign, because remember, he is the Republican frontrunner now, is going to look to try to turn to its advantage here at this point. They may actually get some help from some of Donald Trump's current political opponents. Now, I realize that Vivek Ramaswamy, who is one of the candidates who is running against Donald Trump... <laughs> Among the more high profile, everything indeed is coming up Millhouse. Would belong to somebody like Ron DeSantis. However, it is an indication as he's coming out now saying is the first reaction, notably getting on the board kind of quickly with this reaction to this indictment now that NBC's confirmed, saying, I never thought we'd see the day when the president deputizes the DOJ to arrest his lead rival in the middle of an election. So echoing Donald Trump's claims of partisanship, claims of a politicization or of a witch hunt on the part of the Justice Department. Gotti, keep in mind that this is an investigation that's been going on for about a year. Gotti ain't bad looking either. It is Pride Month. Of, of 2022, so just over a year at this point, related to the mishandling. Just throwing that out there. Trump and these classified documents, bringing them from the White House down to Mar-a-Lago. Um, and while we can extrapolate from past precedent, right, that... The GOP base is likely to rally around Donald Trump this time, just like they did for his last indictment, which happened, of course, in Manhattan. His in last indictment. This is all surreal. We are entering unprecedented territory here, right? It, we have never seen a president get indicted on federal charges. Like, this, is just, this it, just hasn't happened before. We've never seen a president get indicted. But in, and I'm not sure if we still have uh, Chuck and, and Danny. Until, like, last month feels familiar and the reason why right. is because we know what some of the playbook is and i i mean again when we're hearing a lot of this the meme that comes to mind is that meme of nine tails president uh, in a wrestling match right and so he's nine tails will be streaming all day tomorrow and he's like body slamming people and somebody's superimposed his on face. the twitch this very much seems to be another wrestling match uh, when it comes to the, the political nature. What time are you starting? Nature according yeah. to uh, the president's former campaign. And so it's interesting because we have the pillars of the judicial. You're procrastinating on starting right now. Requires decorum and requires, you know, a tight lips when it comes to uh, federal indictments and, and these types of things that are supposed to be secretive. And then you have a, a very um, verbose 
a, a, a brawler, if you will, of a, a, an opponent here that seems to be swinging with both fists. So I, I want to ask you. Yeah, but he ain't, he ain't uh, swinging any dick, though. Next week at the courthouse. Right, like, and I, I noon, noon Eastern tomorrow. The, the only thing I'm saying on that. Thank you for dropping the link. Never seen. So, like, I just, we, we just have not been here before, right? Like, and I just think that's still important for us to remember because I do think that given the sort of drip, drip, drip of reporting and information coming out over a series of investigations that Donald Trump faces, this isn't the only one that can sometimes get lost in the mix. As for how this plays to 2024, Gotti, um, I think that we are going to see some reaction from his uh, Mike Pence. I don't think this is the only indictment. We're going to see of Trump this year. 30 minutes or so from now, 35 minutes. We'll hear what he has to say, although we already know that Mike Pence has tried to draw contrast with Donald Trump on something else, January 6th. Um, less so, obviously, this classified. We're going to hear from Trump, or I mean, we're going to hear from Pence in 35 minutes. So I do think, obviously, it's going to be something that the Trump campaign is going to try to use in 24. And I think Chuck's point earlier, this is happening in Miami on Tuesday, South Florida. Donald Trump knows South Florida. Donald Trump is a Florida resident here, Gotti, which is another interesting dynamic. Do you think that this increases his chances of winning uh, a presidential race or decreases them? Just on yeah, what I will. We've seen. <laughs> that, I, that I give, to, which is, I, I wish I had that crystal ball. I'm a reporter, not a pundit, friend. So I will leave the predictions yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to those uh, to so smarter than me. Get on you, Callie. Yeah, you do it. You do it to us too. So yeah, uh, we'll just wait and see. Perfect answer. Thanks so much, Hallie. And, oh, oh Hallie, I called her Callie. Uh, I'm not sure. My if apologies, Hallie. Hallie. Video that the former president posted there, uh, but uh, can you give us a play-by? Actually, you know, let's take a quick step back right. because this stuff gets very confusing, especially we get when you get into the details and then some of the, the logical fallacies that you hear. So, big picture, small. We've got different cases going on. We've got a case, an investigation in Georgia that we still have not. Uh, seen come to a head. We have what happened in Manhattan and we have what happened today. Uh, can you just restart us on what we are seeing here today? Right. These, uh, this, this investigation and now this indictment is about documents that, frankly, Gotti, we still don't know what was in those documents. Uh, these are classified materials that the public should expect to get a better understanding of what was in them. I'm not high enough for this shit. Unsealed, but they're classified documents for a reason. And Let's get high and then we'll find out what that news be doing. Prosecute Donald Trump. It's because there was national defense material involved. Uh, there was also the Department of Justice in a court filing uh, last year, they laid out the fact that there was information. Uh, Jack Smith. Intelligence sources. Yes, this is the uh, Jack Smith classified documents investigation. Technology. Uh, uh, the special counsel that was appointed to take over the Justice Department investigation. When National Archives went to Department of Justice and said that Donald Trump had not turned over all the relevant uh, documents from his time in the White House. They then issued a subpoena on June 3rd. The Trump's lawyer said that they had turned over all the relevant documents. Jack Thompson was my teacher in high school. Search warrant and found 180 uh, for more classified documents that, with classified markings on them, which would suggest that, in fact, the Trump... <laughs> no, it was Tommy Thompson. Uh, had, it was Tommy. Suggested that they had turned over documents when they had not. Yeah, and Von Hilliard, you bring up some incredible points. Obviously, the, the former president had some things to say about documents and some of his political opponents. Von well. Hilliard. That uh, in just a bit. Don't go anywhere. We do need to take a, uh, a quick break here. Uh, so stay tuned. We're just getting started. More on the Trump indictment. When 
The UFO whistleblower. We, uh, you want to watch him from Breaking Points yesterday? I have not watched it yet. I was saving it uh, to watch with you guys. Wait a minute. He didn't take a break. A hundred classified documents. The the twice impeached president is the first one in U.S. history to face federal criminal charges. Uh, joining us now is NBC's Vaughn Hilliard. Uh, we were just talking, uh, Vaughn, before the break there about, uh, you know, the, the, what the, break the of this, but also the claim that president or former president Donald Trump has made about current president Joe Biden and the documents that were found in his uh, his garage and, and the the documents that have been found in other uh, politicians Come on, can you paint the the differences that we've seen in some of those cases right number one only one individual involved had a subpoena issued to retrieve the documents that was Donald Trump there was no subpoena that was issued to Mike Pence there was no subpoena that was issued to Joe Biden the Pence investigation that closed this week according to our Laura Jarrett. As for the President Biden investigation, the special counsel continues to investigate the documents that he was in possession of. But this is the part where Donald Trump, this, we're, we're He's talking such about an him. ugly man. I shouldn't comment on a year and a half after he people's looks, but. Which it took FBI search warrant to go in and find those more than 100 classified. God awful ugly. And exactly what was in those documents is still not clear. I think it's important to understand the New York man had. I'll be glad when, like, we, we don't really have to two months ago those were look at him all the time anymore charges all felonies that he is facing here seven counts that we now know he is the first major presidential candidate to be under criminal investigation in the heart of a presidential election here it feels a little more fun this time though next summer next last fall. time it was really dark when he actually won I, tr I tried to have fun and you know like oh look at this dumb motherfucker running for president and then he won uh, if he were to be elected, he could potentially pardon himself. There could be, uh, you know, a, a situation in which one there could be even uh, a legal back and forth over one particular charge that he could be potentially facing, in which it suggests that somebody would have to forfeit their ability to run for federal office in the future. Now, there's some uh, discretion over exactly what the Constitution lays out uh, versus what Congress has written into statute. But these are serious charges that he is going to be facing, Gotti. In this, you know, when you talk to, you know, legal experts, at least one apparently has to do with a violation of the Espionage Act over these relevant documents that he would not be facing uh, these criminal charges here at this time. Von Hilliard with some of the most important context of all of this, the possibility of that self-pardon. Von, thanks so very much. Uh, we've also got NBC News Chief White House Correspondent Peter Alexander with us tonight. Peter, the White House has declined to comment on this indictment, but President Biden, uh, he hasn't commented very much on the, the special uh, the special counsel investigation itself. Uh, but you've been... In now, he would not be able to pardon himself on a state charge in Georgia... In related to election interference. Well, obviously, this is a historic moment. We've never seen anything like this, as um, you've heard from so many of my. And those charges are apparently incoming from this White House, from this president. We should not expect them to engage in this in any way. You know, based on conversations in and outside of this White House, we've heard repeatedly that were there to be an indictment of the former president of Donald Trump, that they would have no intention to touch this with a thousand foot pole politically recognized 
potential harm that could do to the case. No desire to engage. The Hatch Act prevents them from speaking from effectively the White House podium uh, about a candidate, about political matters like this one. But earlier today during the news conference that was held at the White House, I was in the East Room when the president was hosting his guest here for the first time at the White House, the United Kingdom's Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. And at the end of the news conference, anticipating the potential for an indictment given all the headlines and all the anticipation that this moment could come, I pressed President Biden about this moment and about what he would say to Americans. Here's part of that exchange. Take a listen. All right, let's hear Biden. What do you say to Americans to convince them that they should trust the independence and fairness of the Justice Department when your predecessor, Donald Trump, repeatedly attacks it? Because you notice, I have never once, not one single time, seen the Justice Department what they should do or not do relative to bringing a charge or not bringing a charge. I'm honest. In the words of President Biden saying, I'm honest there in my exchange with him literally a matter of hours ago and only a matter of hours before the announcement of this indictment. The White House, the president have repeatedly tried to make very clear that the Department of Justice is independent from this White House, have focused repeatedly uh, on the rule of law and that the rule of law should be what guides this entire process. I think one thing that's going to be striking as we talk about the days ahead, Gotti, and we're going to be in unprecedented again in territory we've never seen before, is when the president, former President Trump, was first <coughs> excuse me, indicted in New York, President Biden was in Minneapolis. He was delivering remarks at, a, at, at an event there. So you were left with this split screen where you saw the president delivering his remarks, doing his job as president. Meanwhile, you saw former President Trump on a tarmac arriving uh, in New York City. It was New York City. No, I think it's about time that we, we move on to other news. Let me give you a meme. meme fitting of Pride Month. Me preparing a hot meal. My local transphobes. Don't forget to throw on some cheese. Ain't going down easy if it ain't cheesy. Fucking, fucking Facebook uh, keeps showing me cooking content, but like you guys, you know me, I'm a, I'm a, a food snob. So like, I love cooking content. However, the cooking content that Facebook be showing me is like some God awful white people shit. Or like she, she put like Doritos and like cream cheese and taco mix and rotel and hamburger meat in a crock pot and it thought she was special and I'm like Facebook Facebook stop showing me this Uh, stop showing me white people making casseroles. <laughs> that is not the kind of content 
that will get me to watch your stupid Facebook reels or shorts or whatever the fuck they're called. Oh, God damn. Let's start off with, uh, we're gonna, let's do, we'll do, uh, we'll do presidential, presidential contenders here in a little bit. There's been a couple of different announcements from Tim Scott. Uh, to Chris Christie, to Cornell West. Been some people announced their runs for president. That me as a political talk show, I feel, uh, need to give some attention to. But like, Nine Tails, like I'm blaming, blame Canada, blame Canada. Apparently there are some insane wildfires in Canada right now and it is causing some of the worst air quality in the world in New York. It's far from alone when it comes to unhealthy air quality. Americans in at least 18 states are being warned to stay indoors as much as possible, including in the nation's largest metropolis of New York City, where skies have turned an eerie orange. Yeah, that's where uh, ABC's Alexis Christophorus is with an update on the conditions in other parts of America. Millions of Americans are on alert, being urged to stay indoors, as much of the Northeast is experiencing the worst <laughs> on record since 1999. The National Weather Service issuing air quality alerts, stretching west to Ohio and as far south as the Carolinas and Georgia. These values are not just unhealthy, they're downright dangerous, not just to those who have chronic lung disease or those who are elderly, but all, also to everyone. New York City's air quality index peaking above 300 or hazardous, registering among the top five worst major cities worldwide. This is not the day to train for a marathon or to do an outside event with your children. Don't go to the park. And doors and use air purifiers if you have them. In addition to staying inside, medical experts advise wearing a high quality mask, such as an N95, checking HEPA filters if you have them inside your home, and setting air conditioners in your car and house to recirculate. All that smoke is coming from wildfires in Canada. Guys, it's just the start. It's just the start of wildfire season. Imagine what it's going to be like when we get into July and August. Half the country is going to be on fire. It's going to be the worst fire season yet, probably. The country's fire season off to an early start with more than 8.7 million acres burned. Across the country as of today, there are 414 wildfires burning, 239 of which are determined to be out of control. While wildfires are not caused by climate change, excessive heat and drought are, and experts believe that's helping fuel longer and more intense fires. This smoke and fog over New York and the rest of the Northeast is a warning from nature that we have a lot of work to do. Did I get my numbers taken away? Of climate change. 
According to Stanford researchers, exposure to unhealthy levels of wildfire smoke for several days is the equivalent of smoking seven cigarettes a day if someone were outside the entire time. God damn! ABC News, New York. And a wild looking skyline in New York. Shit. So let's go to Ukraine, uh, where a dam was attacked. I don't know if we're still, uh, in danger of a nuclear meltdown, but at one point in time, that was that was an issue with this dam being attacked in Ukraine. This drone footage from the Guardian showing the extent of the damage. Holy shit. Thousands, thousands of people have been displaced. This is in Kherson. No, it was, it was attacked. <laughs> it was attacked. Uh, here's the White House commenting. In the face of Russia's brutal war of aggression. With that, good to see you. Good to see you. Um, first, on, uh, next on um, Ukraine, does the administration have any better insight on uh, who or what caused the collapse of the dam? So look, uh, we're still assessing what happened. He said collapse. Oh, like, in touch with the Ukrainians. it didn't just fucking collapse. Obviously, and the devastation that we're seeing is heartbreaking. Uh, we will do everything that we can to help the people of Ukraine, certainly. Uh, but I'll say this, and you've heard us say this before, just yesterday, Russia has no business to be uh, there in the first place. And, uh, you know, Russia, this was, uh, uh, this dam was under Russia's control, and they bear responsibility for for the destruction uh, caused by this war, and we will do everything that we can uh, to support the people of Ukraine at this dif difficult time. And if I could just ask on the on the smoke, um, is the White House, um, and particularly the president, taking any? Is is the president taking any smoke? Is that what you were getting ready to ask? Come on, man! Is the president taking any smoke?
Let's see what else happened. There was a train accident in India about five days ago. Worst Indian train disaster in decades. I have to hit the content warning for this apparently. In the broad daylight of Saturday, the carnage from what is believed to be India's worst train disaster in at least two decades is now plain to see, with hundreds killed hundreds more injured and involving three trains. Body bags line the road. Jesus! The death toll is expected to keep rising. Rescuers worked through the night deploying hundreds of ambulances and doctors to the city of Balasore in the state of Odisha. Local residents are also jumping in. Ganesh is one of them. He says he was in a market Friday evening when he heard a loud bang. When he saw the trains had collided, he rushed to pull out as many people as he could. At a hospital, hundreds have lined up to give blood donations. This volunteer, named Samarandan Das, says there is no greater joy than to save someone's life with a donation. The incident happened at about 7 o'clock p.m. on Friday when a passenger train, the Howrah Superfast Express, derailed and hit another, the Coromandel Express, one of those then hit a freight train that was parked nearby. Oh, he's a chunky boy. Clear what caused the incident, but the country's railway minister who visited the site says the immediate focus remains on rescue efforts. Prime Minister Narendra Modi is also visiting. The state of Odisha has declared a day of mourning. 45 bags of human remains. What the? Forensic teams airlifted human remains discovered in 45 bags from a ravine in western Mexico. Jalisco state prosecutors on Thursday said the remains on the outskirts of Guadalajara include features that appear to resemble those of several missing call center employees, but were still subject to forensic tests to formally identify the bodies. Authorities made the gruesome discovery earlier this week following a tip-off part of a search for seven call center workers in their 20s and 30s who had disappeared. An eighth person who was potentially linked to the group is also missing. Mexico's security minister told reporters that initial investigations showed that the call center workers were, quote, carrying out some type of real estate fraud and some type of telephone extortion. Authorities oh. have been working to determine how many individuals the remains in the 45... Well, that'll do it. ...their identities and how they died. Prosecutors I mean, terrain had complicated the I mean, not to, not to justify murder or anything, but like, oh, okay, okay, they were involved in some shady shit. They owed, they owed some people some fucking money. Is what fucking happened. Where they they mooched in on some territory and and uh, disrespected the wrong people. Not not making a value judgment on it. Just saying that's that's what happened here. Investigation. According to government data, over 100,000 people are currently missing in Mexico, where organized crime has ravaged parts of the country. 
Jalisco State in Park shame. is a hotbed for major cartels, including the Jalisco New Generation Cartel and rivals Nueva Plaza. So apparently, ah, oh, oh, no, 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 go back, go and back. And rivals. I got standby. Biden, buying, Biden being asked about the, you know, I, can, I can't even say Come his on, name. man. He is commenting about his fall. Uh, apparently, this is over a week ago. Let's, uh, Go to Fox News and see what they had to say. I think this might be the five. You've heard a lot about President Biden's fall the other day. I don't but even know who this is. What's happening here? It's not just the fall. The media operation and the implications for the republic, that's what concerns me. Now look, anyone could stumble and fall is the sandbag's fault. But when a president does it, usually scrutiny and ridicule follow. Trump couldn't even get a, a, a walk down a slick ramp without facing. Wait, President Gerald Ford was probably he's right. President ever. He played football in a national championship, but when he missed a step just once, Chevy Chase and SNL sketches forever set the narrative of Ford as a bumbling buffoon. So it is curious that when Hillary Clinton collapsed like an old Armani pantsuit and was physically dumped into a van, there was no SNL <laughs> Which brings us to the current president. I don't know, I think there might have been actually. Has done more pratfalls than Jerry Lewis. You know, I thought this was gonna be a thoughtful assessment. He had me in the first half, not gonna lie. Because also, this is kind of funny. Joe Biden is suffering from a stiff gait and old age. His doctor has admitted as much. But in an effort to show how vigorous a he is, a stiff gait? this skipping routine. I call it the Biden trot. He does it all the time. It mostly conjures up images of Tim Conway's little old man. But watch closely. It's the Biden. We get a Carol Burnett show reference. Hell yeah! Academy yesterday. I I don't think that properly represents. Well, like Flash, that one where he falls off his bike. Like he was doing serious biking. This, <laughs> and then took the fall like a champ. Guardrails around him than the bathroom at John Fetterman's house. Every time he goes out, it's going yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, Flash. I've fallen uh, many times. Flat on my face. Note the president's explanation. That's why, like, at the beginning of the... At the beginning of the piece, he's like, everybody falls. He did a little trip. And I was like, oh, well, this is going to be a thoughtful analysis. But then it went the complete other way. And it's like, but Biden is especially bad. Why, why are we not, why are we not making more fun of Biden for falling? Come on, man. Come, Come on, man. man. I got 
And he takes it like a champ. He blamed the sandbag that was holding his prompter. But it's the American people who've been sandbagged by politicians and media who continue to ignore... That was pretty good. ...and talk away the decline. It's the advanced team or whoever's fault that they put a sandbag in front of them. I, I trip in my own house. I mean, it's not easy. Same, same. I don't want to have a fall, but if I do, I hope I get up as good as he did. This is not some sort of uh, ominous talisman about his medical condition. President, you know, appears to be in pretty good physical condition. Bruce Springsteen took a fall. He was uh, uh, on his... Yes, uh, Biden seems to be in really good condition. That's the thing. The reality is Joe Biden is in physical and mental decline. This has been no. years. we've chronicled it on this show. This latest tumble is just a reminder of how dire his condition is. But as the world watches the literal fall of America's <laughs> what is more concerning? Have you guys heard the the way he's transitioned this? Like those I gotta give him credit on it. It's it's good wordplay, sir are the other ominous falls of Joe Biden that the media refuses to cover. Tonight, he's celebrating his debt deal. I want to commend Senator Speaker McCarthy. It was critical to reach an agreement, and it's very good news for the American people. We're protecting important priorities from Social Security to Medicare to Medicaid to veterans to our transformational investments in infrastructure and clean energy. Hooray, more debt! codifying obscene levels of spending ushered in during COVID. This is not a victory. This is another fall, one that will hurt you and your family for generations. And as for the jobs report, the job growth is coming predominantly from new government or subsidized jobs, which you pay for. Hooray, more government debt. And that debt is on top of more than a hundred billion that we keep shoveling, or nearly a hundred billion that we keep shoveling. And he started so well. And that's a Biden fall that may get us into World War III. Few <laughs> on the recent drone attacks on Moscow and at the Kremlin. Now Putin's threatening the use of nuclear weapons. And I mean, I haven't been on in two weeks, and you know, the perfect time to try to kickstart nuclear. I covered a little bit of Ukraine with Russia and China. I haven't even gotten to crime or the record border incursions, but they speak for themselves. Still, the White House says Joe Biden is just peachy and put all that big fall stuff right out of your mind. He, he got, got right back up and continued uh, continued what he was there to do. He sure did. He did not. Uh, he, he, there was no need uh, for the doctor to see him uh, as it was related to the fall. She got some style. That if shirt pops. Him, then the White House is negligent. He's 80 years old. That hip could be in splinters. This is nothing more than rank politics and pride, which apparently... Perrine Jean-Pierre. After a fall. Hey, Did Sean I get that right? Oh, ooh, 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 Sean Hannity. Ooh, nasty. That is your little taste of Biden. That is the first of the 2024 presidential candidates, the incumbent president. We have several others who have announced since uh, since I last uh, saw you guys. One of them was Tim Scott, 
who went on the view and apparently things got contentious there was a whole um uh, exchange over race so let's check this out this is republican senator from south carolina tim scott who is he running to be someone's vice president does he think that perhaps Trump will select him to be vice president. He can't think that he actually has a shot at winning in the Republican primary. You tossed your hat into the race. Um, a traditional conservative who's been willing to reach across the aisle. Yep. And I think you espouse a hopeful message, which I've missed in our politics yes. for some time. How do you plan to try to reach the near 74 million Americans who supported the former president, many of whom may have been attracted to sort of the brash approach to politics with your more hopeful, forward-looking message? I think people are hungry for something hopeful and optimistic. I believe America could do for anyone what she's done for me. Restoring hope, creating opportunities, and defending and protecting the America that we love is such an important... Oh, no, he totally won't do it. Especially when I think about restoring hope. I'm a kid that grew up in a single... And she actually polls really well with uh, younger voters. We covered that uh, a few weeks back. Four subjects. And so I understand and appreciate the importance... Amazingly enough. One of the ways that we can restore hope in this country is to focus on our education system. We need to have too many kids in poor zip codes trapped in failing schools. I want parents to have a choice so kids have a bigger chance. If we focus on those issues that... Heck, 67% of... We, we did have a, a paraplegic president. A Republican. Is, par, is paraplegic the right terminology for where FDR? School choice because at the end of the day, my mama loves her child more than she does Republicans or Democrats. <laughs> so the real combination is, can we find a way to make America better by having every child in every zip code have quality education? And frankly, uh, creating opportunities for me, I started off as a small business owner uh, in the late, late 1990s. It helped me achieve the goals that I had for my life. Fuck them parents. Goals of being raised by <laughs> a single mother was to make sure that she had a chance to get but into. Fuck Tim Scott's mom in particular. Coming into an apartment where you're looking to your left, you're looking to your right, trying to make sure that you're safe. My goal in life growing up was to make sure that I bought her a house. I mean, I don't know. Uh, they hate they hated FDR. They tried to assassinate him. Achieved early on in life was what I decoupling school funding from property taxes and their talent can rise as high as humanly possible. And I will say that the transformation that I've seen in my life and in, in South Carolina, it is measurable by the millions of lives that are absolutely different today than it's ever been, particularly as I look back at my grandfather's life. Senator, I wanted, to, I wanted to move to Governor DeSantis announced two weeks ago that he is also running in 2024. And right now he's sitting, you know, it's early, but second to the former president. One question I have as someone who's more traditional conservative is what does that say about the kind of extremes some of your party has moved to? Because it doesn't reflect conservatism to me. Well, I'll just say that as a guy on the campaign trail in Iowa and New Hampshire and South Carolina, the early voting states, what I found to be really refreshing is that the optimistic, positive message has not been shared in so long. We've been embroiled in battles for so long that when people hear the message, as long as it's anchored in conservatism and you have a backbone, people are interested in engaging in the conversation. As opposed to having a, a message around populism, having a message around principles, 
Yeah. When, it, when it comes to orb mommy, to she is probably the closest to my actual politics. The, the crowd has doubled. The enthusiasm's higher than it's been. Every time I go back, it gets better and better. So my hope and my theory is that America has been waiting for someone to show up who's more interested in American progress and the big windshield of the car and less interested in that rearview mirror, except for making sure that we have a compass on where we're going. Senator, I, I am actually happy that you're here. We, we, we have some things in common. You grew up, you grew up in a single-family household. Single this has been a boring interview thus far. Raised in the Bronx projects amidst a lot of poverty. I was under the impression it gets contentious. And you are the first black senator elected in the South since the Reconstruction. That would be about, I think, about 114 years. Yet you say that your life disproves uh, left leftist lies and, and yes. my question to oh here we go i'm the exception right you're the exception maybe even miss whoopi goldberg is the exception oh, she's but definitely the but exception. but we are not the rule <laughs> and so when it comes to racial inequality it persists in in five core aspects of life in the u.s economics education health care criminal justice and housing absolutely and every turn these achievements were fought threatened and erased most often by white violence you have indicated that you don't believe in systemic racism. What is your definition of systemic racism? Let me ask, answer the uh, question that you've answered. Does asked it or does it even exist yeah. in your mind? Let me, let me uh, answer the question this way. One of the things that I think about, and one of the reasons why I'm on the show is because of the comments that were made. It's a good question. The only way for a young African-American kid to be successful in this country is to be the exception and not the rule. That is a dangerous, offensive disgusting message to send to our young people today that the only way to succeed is by being the exception. I will tell you that if my life is the exception, uh, I can't imagine. But, but, I can't but it is. But it's not, actually. Here's, here's, it's been here's 114 my, years. Yeah, so, so the fact of the matter is we've had an African-American president, African-American uh, vice president. We've had two African-Americans to be secretaries of the state. Uh, in my home city, uh, the police chief is an African-American who's... First black senator in the South in 115? In, in 1975, um, there was about 15% employment in the African-American community for the first time in the history of the country. It's under 5%. 40% homelessness and 50% of, of African-Americans the folks get, in our community. Get 13% make, are, of the population. You had a chance to ask the question. I know that I've watched you on the show that you like people to be deferential and respectful, so I'm going to do the that same thing. True. So here's what I'm going to suggest. I'm going to suggest the fact of the matter is that progress in America is... Oh, he's a he slick. ...generations. I look back at the fact that my grandfather, born in 1921 in Sally, South Carolina, when he was on a, on a sidewalk, a white person was coming, he had to step off and not make eye contact. That man believed then, with some doubt now, in the goodness of America, because he believed that having faith in God, mm -hmm. faith in himself, and faith in what the future could hold for his kids would unleash opportunities in ways that you, you cannot imagine. Every kid today can look, just change the stations and see how much progress has been made in this country. ABC, NBC, CBS, ESPN, CNN, Fox News all have African-American and Hispanic hosts. So what I'm suggesting Ooh, is that even... yesterday's exception is today's rule and for us to so suggest America has met its promise no of course the the concept of America is that we are going to become a more perfect union that in fact the challenges that we faced 50 years ago and 60 years ago should not be the same challenges that we face today and here's the way that you you measured that when my mother was born about 10 he keep talking about his mama got a high school degree
wow. diploma. Today, it's over 90%. When you look at the income, when you look at the income success that That's we've had. HBCU stat. Well, listen, HBCU stat is a good okay. one because one of the reasons <laughs> why I took the funding for HBCUs to the highest level in the history of the country and then I helped make it permanent is because I believe that education is the closest thing to magic in America. So I'm about making sure that our kids have as many opportunities to succeed as possible. It's one of the reasons why. I need I did, an opportunity to well, succeed let me, let me, let me, <laughs> because I have to go to Brandon. Oh, the they're begging. Pickle. They're, 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 I'm, just, I'm back. just getting started. I, know. I believe all people can see the success that I've had. You know, I, I, I sat and I listened to everything you said. Yes. And I wonder why these conversations don't seem to be held with Republicans. All of the exceptional stuff you're talking about. And one of the reasons we continue to have new exceptionalism is My, what I'm just make 40 steps forward, they get dragged 40 steps back. So how do we, as a, as a, as a nation, because as a nation, I'm suspended from YouTube now. God damn it. Oh, shit. Well, goddamn. <laughs> wow. Oh, guys, uh, I've, I've fucked myself over again. Looks like I got copyright. I may not got a, may not have gotten a strike about it. Oh no, this is weird. I was going to cover all of the presidential candidates. It would seem that I've been taken down on the... Wait a minute, am I back? It says it comes back. Hold on, we'll stop streaming. We'll come back again.
You see me? Yay! I had to stop the stream and come back then. That's what I was, uh... I was trying to see. So I didn't get... I didn't get a strike or anything. They just didn't want me playing the, the... They didn't want me playing the view. We were just getting good too. Okay, okay. We straight now though. We straight. We're gonna continue our... Our tour of different... Presidential candidates and hopefully not get taken down for copyright. I will have a full show up for those of you that will watch this later on other platforms like Spotify. I've actually been doing really well on Spotify. Zoe Z. Good evening. Welcome back. We just heard from Tim Scott. We didn't hear everything he had to say, but we heard enough, I think. Here is another Republican presidential uh, candidate in 2024. This is Nikki Haley on, on Sunday morning on CBS. Austin, South Carolina, because we're going to begin this half hour with a conversation. Also from South Carolina. Presidential candidate Nikki Haley, who you might have seen last night in a the CNN town hall. former governor of South Carol Carolina. China, the number one national security threat. And said the U.S. must support Ukraine's fight against Russia. She also talked about hot-button social issues for GOP voters like gun laws, abortion laws, and transgender rights. So, Ambassador Nikki Haley, it is my pleasure to welcome you to CBS Mornings. Thank you for getting up with us this morning. Uh, you are in Iowa today, where you have been for a very long time. You were the first candidate to announce, and you seem committed to visiting every farm in that state. Uh, one thing that voters uh, do when they're hearing your pitch is imagine you in the job right now if you were in charge. So I want to start there. We had this incident in the Taiwan Strait yesterday where a Chinese uh, warship cut in front of an American destroyer. Oh, yeah, I've got video of that somewhere. Well, with strength to start with. I mean, I think it's not just that. You look at Russia invading Ukraine. You look at, you know, China on the march. You look at Iran building a bomb. You look at North Korea testing ballistic missiles. None of this would have happened had we not had that debacle in Afghanistan. I mean, the idea that we left Bagram Air Force Base in the middle of the night without telling our allies who stood shoulder to shoulder with us for decades because we asked them to be there. Think about what that told our friends. But more importantly, think about what that told our enemies. So now they smell blood in the water. And we're seeing they sense weakness. Blood in the water. Strength. We need to let them know what we expect of them and what we're going to do about it. Do you think military conflict with China could come in the next 48 years? I think what's important is that we prevent that. And the way you prevent that is that you have to be strong. And that's why I think it's so important that Ukraine has to win this war on Russia. Because if Ukraine wins this war, it sends a message to China on Taiwan. It sends a message to Iran wanting to build a bomb and threaten Israel. It sends a message, you know, to North Korea and all the other enemies that want to destroy us. If Ukraine loses, then Russia's going to move into Poland and the Baltics, and we're looking at World War III, and you're going to see China move into Taiwan. So it doesn't mean we put money on the ground, doesn't mean we put troops on the ground, but what it means is we should continue to work with our allies so that they have the equipment and the ammunition they need to win. 
Uh, Madam Ambassador, let's talk about abortion. Uh, that is a defining issue for many voters, particularly there in Iowa. Last night, you declined to take a position on a federal six-week ban, calling it hypothetical, would never pass, uh, as you described it. But where would you draw that line? How many weeks, at what point, federally? What I've said is that I am unapologetically pro-life, but it's a very personal issue. I'm pro-life because my husband was adopted. I'm pro-life because I had trouble having... I am against abortion restrictions because shit like forcing a woman to carry a baby without a skull to term is heinous. Forcing a woman, there was a, a woman uh, in Florida, this happened within the last couple of months or a lawsuit was filed over it in the last couple of months that the, they forced the woman to give birth to the baby only to watch it die hours later after suffering its entire short life. I think that kind of shit is heinous. And that is the result of these draconian abortion laws. And I wish somebody would come out and say that on national television. I think a woman in Texas had to give birth to a baby that had no lungs. Couldn't breathe on its own. Shit is insane. Fuck you. Having my children. And what I think we need to do is understand everybody has a story. I don't judge people for being pro-choice any more than I want them to judge me for being pro-life. But if we're going to have a, a conversation... No, I judge you. Ban. Let's have an honest one. In order to do a ban, you'd have to have a majority of the House, 60 Senate votes, and a signature by, by a president. We haven't had 60 pro-life senators in over 100 years. We might have 45. So the reality is, whatever I, we do... Pro-life wasn't a thing. A Republican president can't ban abortions any more than a Democrat president can ban... That's a new phenomenon. We haven't had so 60 pro-life... Let's stop late -term. politicians Let's in over a hundred years. What the fuck? Believe in abortion, they shouldn't have to perform them. Let's encourage more adoptions and make sure our children in foster care feel love. Let's make sure contraception is accessible. And let's say that if a woman has a it has an abortion, she shouldn't go to jail or get the death penalty. Let's start there. And instead of demon Well, if that's your line, I mean come uh, Madam They should go to jail or get the death penalty today is we'll force them right. will force them to give birth transgender sport the babies that will suffer their entire short lives I don't know if it came out exactly as you intended I want to play that sound and then have you respond to it let's go with it biological boys playing in girls sports it is the women's issue of our time my daughter ran track in high school I don't even know how I would have that conversation with her how just like abortion, there is such a parallel here. These laws that restrict abortion hurt women that are trying to give birth and are, are, are suffering uh, horrendous medical outcomes. Just like that, the, the laws restricting, trying to restrict trans people actually end up hurting cis women. Fucking Republicans are horrible, horrible people. Are we supposed to get our girls used to the fact that biological boys are in their locker rooms? 
And then we wonder why a third of our teenage girls seriously contemplated suicide last year? We should be growing strong, but confident girls. Not trans people. So, Madam Ambassador, I, I wanted you, you to clarify, if you could, the connection uh, there. It's causing suicide. teen suicide. Well, I mean, first of all, when girls are seeing multiple, I talked to a senior high school girl in New Hampshire a couple of weeks ago, and she said in every single classroom, they're talking about transgenderism. And she said, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells because we don't know what we can say and what we can't. Girls need to feel confident in their own. You can't harass people, dead naming them repeatedly. They like right wingers like to act like you'll get hauled off to jail if you accidentally call somebody by their dead name. No, 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 no. It's repeated use as harassment that might get you some sort of fine under some hate laws. Maybe. skin they need to be able to do that when you see someone like dylan mulvaney mocking women when you see the fact that they're now having to go and have biological boys in their locker rooms that's not good for teenage girls that's not something they need to be focused on it's not that we don't understand you're the one focused on dylan mulvaney i don't know how dylan mulvaney's existence is mocking women Everybody else. Let the girls have their own locker room. Let the girls have their own sports. That was the whole point of Title IX. Don't go and push, you know, the challenges of a small minority onto the majority of our girls. That's not, they don't deserve that. You're a clown, Steelers. The question is what care should be on the table Why do you give a shit about Dylan Mulvaney? female at birth says actually... Because right-wing media has told you to care. ...the response to be. Well, I think the law should it's stay absurd. out. It's absurd. I wouldn't know who Dylan Mulvaney was if it wasn't for you fucks. And then when that child becomes 18, if they want to make more of a permanent change, they can do that. But I think up until then, we see with our teenage kids, they go through a lot during puberty. They go through a lot of confusion. They go through a lot of anxiety. They go through a lot of pressures. We should support them the whole way through, but we don't need to go and enforce something in schools. We don't need schools sitting there hiding from the parents mm -hmm. what gender pronoun they're using we don't need to have those conversations in schools this is a a thing where parents might be bigoted and actually disown their trans children which is why you want to be mindful of uh if the child is out to their parents or not dylan mulvaney is a a, a lovely uh trans influencer Absolutely nothing wrong with her. Let's go to Vivek Ramaswamy. We're gonna we're gonna see Vivek on uh, with uh, let's do Faulkner. Let's do Harris Faulkner. He's on Fox News with Harris Faulkner. This is. This is a joke candidate, I think, in the Republican Party, or is he running as a libertarian? GOP nomination. GOP nomination. Welcome. Good to see you. Warlord. Let's good to see you. You got me taken down, didn't you? Story of your father. Of I appreciate that. It was moving. Thank you. Um, you've got a story, too, and you want America to be part of your story. How do you... You're the one canceling me. 
Well, I think what I see in the country today, Harris, is something very different than when those World War II soldiers in the United States actually landed on Normandy Beach. Then we had a cause and a purpose. But today, my generation, and I'm the first millennial ever to run for U.S. president as a Republican, my generation is hungry for purpose and meaning and identity. We're starved for a cause. And so we turn. Oh, this is like a tech bro, crypto, genderism, climatism, COVIDism. The list goes on. But sometimes we focus on that too much. Those are just symptoms of our deeper black hole, our void of purpose and meaning. And I think what we need to do, Harris, is what you began to talk about. This is the uh, purpose and meaning with 2024 version of the Yang Gang. American today. Let's answer that question. Answer it with pride, without apology. That's what young people, all people across this country are hungry for. Let's deliver that answer of what it means to be an American. Let's stop just running from something. We are running to something. Once we restore that, we actually run up that hill that this day is all about celebrating. You know, Vivica, to deal with God. Really, the last couple of days about China, and uh, it, it is pretty remarkable the devices that are coming our way um, that are going to anesthetize people to reality. But I'm curious to get your take now on what the Biden administration, what particularly this president, is doing with regard to really what's turned out to be our greatest enemy. Yes. So I think that the number one enemy for the United States is absolutely communist China. I think the first thing we need to do is actually declare economic independence from China. If that had been a Chinese spy balloon traveling over half the, if that had been a Russian spy balloon traveling over half the United States, we would have shot it down instantly and ratcheted up sanctions against Russia. The reason we didn't, in part because it was a Chinese balloon, is because we're dependent on our enemy for our modern way of mm. life. And that's a threat we haven't faced in our history. So that's the number one problem here. And then the number two problem is I think we're focused on the wrong wars. Actually, Tadpole, he's got a number two problem. Into China's hands. And he's I think constipated. Alliance is the single greatest military threat that we face. And Harris says, Commander-in-Chief, that's my top foreign policy priority, is to drive that wedge between Russia and China, like Nick Nixon did in 1972. Mm -hmm. I think we can do it in reverse this time again. Real quickly, because I want to press in on what you're saying about Ukraine. That is that is such a. Um, a I'm not high enough for this shit. Politically in this country right now, some people don't want to touch it at all. They don't know what to say about it, uh, and and others say that we're being lied to about it. Mm -hmm. Well, Richard, we are being lied to in a very literal sense. The Biden administration today, the Washington Post is. I, I got yeeted from Twitch. Was actually planning We're trying to get back. Mm -hmm. Knowing that even three months beforehand, the Biden administration then called it effectively pinned the blame on Putin and said it was an intentional act of aggression. So the lies are now mounting up lies, including about even having U.S. troops on the ground. But I think it's the wrong priority. I'm focused on China. That's where our focus needs to be. All right. I'm going to let you go with this. Uh, the RNC just put out its qualifications for the debate. Right now, you're on track to make the debate stage. You're in the top five in the last We're uh, five. I'm, I'm happy about that. Four percent, your last quick thought. Four percent. Well, we're on that debate stage, actually. We qualified over three months before the actual debate was set, and I think that's going to be good for our party. I'm not going to be holding back. I think it's good for your party, too. That's good for the Republican Party and good for the country, and I'm looking forward to August. I'm, I'm, happy, for, I'm happy for a clown show. I'm here for it. Speaking of clown show, this man literally looks like a clown. This is another Republican 
But don't worry, we're going to get to Democrats as well. We're, we're also going to get to a People's Party candidate. I don't want to make too much fun because I really like Cornell West. But here is clown show Chris Christie. If your leaders are not willing to admit to you that they're fallible, that they make mistakes, that they hurt like you, that they bleed like you, and that they suffer disappointments. Chris Christie knows all about disappointment. Beware. Beware of the leader in this country who you have handed leadership to, who has never made a mistake, who has never done anything wrong, who when something goes wrong, it's a perfect call, and who has never lost. (laughs) I've lost. You people did that to me in 2016. Great way to start off your campaign. And I have two of my children. You guys fucked me over last time. They said, you're going back to New Hampshire. They beat you. But beware of the leader who won't admit any of those shortcomings. Because you know what the problem is with a leader like that? A leader like that thinks America's greatness resides in the mirror he's looking at. I believe that America's greatness resides out there among all of you and that any of us who get the opportunity to serve are merely temporary stewards of that greatness who just want an opportunity to make it a little bit greater. And if you can't admit to the people you want to lead that you're not going to be perfect, And if you decide that the people who you ask to come with you to lead will always be the ones who are blamed when anything goes wrong, that they'll be called names. Remember, this is campaign launch event. I hope you guys are electrified. They're nothing but idiots. Beware. Because that leader not only will not serve you, they will not be able to find anybody who will serve them. And a lonely, self-consumed, self-serving mirror hog. I feel like he's talking about somebody in specific. Not a leader. And so now we have pretenders all around us who want to tell you, pick me. Because I'm kind of like what you picked before. Uh, is my Kofi birthday? Quite I didn't crazy. know that. But I don't want to say his name. It was my real birthday. Uh, these other pretenders. We can have a go. He is for those of you who read the Harry Potter books, like Voldemort. <laughs> he is he who shall not be named. Well, let me be clear. You're talking about Trump. In case I have not been already. The person I am talking about is Donald Trump, who is obsessed with the mirror. Oh, he's talking about Ron DeSantis. I forgot about DeSantis. Do you want? We did his launch video. Do you guys want to do DeSantis? To blame for whatever goes wrong, but finds every reason to take credit for anything that goes right is Donald Trump. 
And if we don't have that conversation with you, we don't deserve I wanted desperately to come back with the freak show on my birthday. The mantle of leadership. We don't deserve. Just know I've been working my ass off. Of us as people worthy of leadership. I think if you look at our politics. I've been putting my, my time away to good use. Back in 2015 and 16. When you fell flat on your face. I thought you just do politics the way you've always done it. Just talk about yourself. But bully people around. Keep your eye on the ball. And then you met a bigger bully. That's not the politics today. You, you, this time you have to differentiate yourself from the person in the lead. And I said this. I don't know if they're ever going to let me back on Twitch. Right here. Um, and even if they do, they they have a new rule against simulcasting. Because I knew that someone. So I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like I knew it. I'm going to build the greatest, most wonderful wall across. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I want to, I want to, I want to give Chris Christie the attention he deserves. I want to, I want to listen to what he has to say here. That's kind of funny, but like I do, I, I want to update you guys on what's going on. So Twitch is updated. It's, it's like terms and they like completely ban simulcasting. So going forward, no matter if I do, if I do get Twitch back, the show is going to have to look different. Do I do part of the show on Twitch, part of the show somewhere else. I'm even toying with maybe I do a, a, a version that's on OnlyFans or, or some site like that where we can actually watch uh, a body cam video and shit. And we'll do like X-rated Troll Patrol or some shit like that. I don't know. I'm... I, I, that, okay, so because I haven't been on Twitch, I'm not paying for Restream right now. So I only have two places I can stream. We're on YouTube and DLive. I usually pay for Restream and stream to a whole bunch of different things, but because I wasn't on Twitch and because I haven't been streaming, I, I and also like... I, I had a I had a little I had a little period where I was broke broke after moving in here and still like I, I had to work out like a payment plan with the you know because it was like fucking five six hundred dollars or something to turn on the electricity and the internet and everything on top of the pet fee on top of the security deposit only trolls that's I don't okay so which would I do I if if I were to get Twitch back, do I do the Twitch live and then put the show up on everything else after? <laughs> that would that would be the way we do that. And then like maybe we move to OnlyFans or something and do cop videos. I don't know. I don't know. I've I've toyed with the idea of putting the show on on porn. I'm gonna have to think of alternative methods. So going forward, things are going to look different somehow. And there's going to be like different segments of the show that will be in different places. <laughs> you got, you got to adapt to the medium that you're given. 
I don't. I it's the marketing and how to do it and how to maximize my my time and revenue and shit. I'm pretty sure I can do it. There might be a time period. I might have to wait a week or something before I can put shit up on YouTube, which kind of sucks for a, a political show. But also I've thought about just I'll, I'll do games and shit on Twitch. We'll do fun streams. If I even get Twitch back, I don't even know if I get Twitch back, guys. It's a, it's a, and I hate missing out on it, but I can actually fix the emotes and shit up for YouTube to where the emotes appear on the screen and I can make, I can maybe even make some alerts and stuff. So I will work on that. I'll make that happen. As I said, I have, I've been making good use of my time and I've been working uh, my ass off and making a lot of content for people the entire Mexico border and Mexico is going to pay for it. Well, like, I knew as someone who had governed that that was complete bull. Horseshit! But I was like, eh, people aren't going to believe that. No, no, fucking right-wingers are morons. Mistake. But guess what? You've got no excuse now. He was there for four years, two of them were the Republican Congress, he got a quarter of the wall built, and Mexico hasn't given us our first peso. We paid for all of it, and only for a quarter of it. And when you watch illegal immigration pouring over our southern border, don't wonder whose fault it is. It's his. It's his fault, you because he never changed one immigration law in the two years that he had Republicans control the Congress. Not one immigration law did he change. He didn't build the wall. Like your joke. And Mexico is laughing at us at the idea that they were going to pay for a wall on their border. And if you listen to him, he'll tell you, I totally succeeded, and now Biden, Biden is the reason that, you know, this is not happening. Well, Biden's made it worse. But if the wall was there, like he promised us, Biden wouldn't be able to be doing this. He wouldn't be in office if it wasn't for Trump. Joe Biden never beat anybody outside the state of Delaware in 45 years. Except for one guy, Donald J. Trump. He beat by 8 million votes. For president three Almost. Times. I thought it was more than that. Won, never won anything outside the state of Delaware. Not once. I mean, he was a senator for fucking 50 years. That's a weird way to frame that. For almost 50 years. Full of it. And they had enough. They had watched the chaos. They had watched the disorder. Wait, wait, wait. Didn't that guy, didn't he own like the t-shirt shop outside of the David Letterman studios or some shit? Was it the sandwich shop? They'd watched the disrespect. They had watched the narcissism and the lying for four years. And they went, you know what? The people in the middle said enough. We took a chance. I think it was more than two or three. I think it was four so or five. Fundamental judgment error. I thought that something that was so apparent to me would be apparent to everybody. Let me guarantee you something. I ain't making that mistake this time. Is Trump the guy in the way? Well, of course he is. You know, I love this. I've seen some of the press coverage. 
He was, um, he was in the primary in 08. He was in the primary in 2000. All he cares about doing is destroying the primary in 92. Now, let me ask you something. And I'm pretty sure he was in the primary in 88. I mean, seriously. Aren't they inextricably connected? The guys I think 88 was the first time he had to drop out for lying. Haley? I mean, seriously, if I came in here tonight and spent 15 minutes railing on Nikki Haley, and I've known Nikki for 13 years now, we're friends. So that's why I'm bringing her up, because I know that she will take this in the spirit it's given. Okay, 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 okay. Railed for 15, 20 minutes with Nikki Haley. You all would leave. He had a campaign. But withdrew before the, any of the caucuses or primaries. So that was the first lying scandal. Twofold. One, he deserves it. And two, it's the way to win. So, so technically, technically, he was only in three presidential primaries. I wonder if it'll let me answer. No, it, it did not. Uh-huh. Uh, it's still, <laughs> I can't answer. I don't know how my phone works. Call ended. <laughs> I, I was trying to answer and I was going to be like, caller, you're on the troll patrol. <laughs> I sent him the number. He can call in if he wants to. Ooh, Richard, you might be right. He was in 04. I bet he was in 04. He fucking ran for president every year you could. Caller, you're on the troll patrol. What's going on? I'm troll patrolling. We're, we're over on the YouTube. We're going, we're going, fu ah, fuck you, motherfucker. Didn't even stick around. Take your 33 and a third oh, chance. You get you some Minus my 25% chance. And you got an eight Everybody and a third chance of winning. Tiny, I forgot how to work all this stuff. So these two are not divided. And this is what I understand about the coverage, right? Well, I hope he's not just going out there to kill. No, I am going out there. Let me be very clear. I am going out there to take out Donald Trump. But here's why. I want to win. And I don't want him to win. I mean, good. And guess what? If you put DeSantis and Haley and Pence and Tim Scott, that's it. I'll stop there. On truth serum, they tell you the same thing. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. You have to put me on truth serum to tell you. Okay? So that's why. There are not multiple lanes to the Republican nomination. That is a political science professor's dream. There is one lane to the Republican nomination, and he's in front of it. And if you want to win, you better go right through him. Because let me guarantee you something from knowing him for 22 years, everybody. 
he's going to try to go through me. And he's going to try to go through Ron and Nikki and Tim and anybody else who stands in his way. And you've watched this show. I mean, to me, this show looks like it's on reruns now. This Honestly, is yes. Well, no, no, it's not right? anywhere near as funny as Seinfeld. And the jokes aren't quite as funny as they were the first time we heard them. No, no, Seinfeld's timeless. Wall, he's gonna, I guarantee you, if you haven't been to one of his events yet and you go... The Mexican Wall is more Arrested Development thing. Fucking Lucille Bluth came up with that. How'd I miss it? The whole wall was built. And you know what? Shit, Mexico paid for it. Nobody told me. When did Chris Christie become a stand-up comic? you'll come out thinking that right eight years ago it was amusing eight years ago you were entertained i forgive you <laughs> but he's doing well it's not amusing anymore it's not entertaining anymore it is the last throes of a bitter angry man who wants power back for himself not for you if you think for one minute when he says, I am your retribution. If you think he wants to be your yes, retribution, hey. forget it. He's going to be retribution for one person and one person only, himself. All the things he's angry about and all the ways he thinks he got snookered. Well, if that's the kind of president you want, let me tell you, no one can compete with him. He's the runaway winner. But... If you want somebody who's actually going to... How is there a female under the age of 50 at this event? I would suggest to you that's not the right choice. So I learned a few things. I mean, you could, you could, you could tell a lot about the audience. That was Chris Christie. That was the Republican candidates for president. Move over to the Democratic, or let's, let's say the left side. Because our our first our first on the left over here is running as a third party. Field is growing in the 2024 presidential race with former Vice President Mike Pence and North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum entering the race. The total number of Republican candidates now stands at. Wait, Larry Elder? I didn't know Larry Elder was in this bullshit. No fucking way. Oh, I forgot about Asa Hutchins. God, I I'm leaving off some motherfuckers. But I don't think they're important. 12th, this comes as two Democrats are challenging President Biden for the White House in the Democratic primary. That's RFK Jr. and Marianne Williamson. And just this week, a third-party candidate jumped into the race, Dr. Cornell West, who launched his bid as a member of the people. How are you going to do Brother, Brother Cornell West like that with that bad Photoshop on his picture? Oh, my God. Look at, look at the jagged edges around his shoulder. Look at his hair, like they've squared it like he's in Minecraft. God damn. Bulls party and Dr. West joins us now. So Dr. West, uh, let me start with the obvious question. Uh, how are, are you running to win? Or are you running to get your issues of importance that you think Joe Biden is not paying enough attention to, to the forefront? Well, I mean, one, my dear brother, that you always have a calling to win. You want to bear witness at the highest level of quality, integrity, and honesty that you can. So, yes, I'm trying to push toward the finish line. Why? I don't know. I said Marianne Williamson is probably the closest to my politics. 
But I, it may be Cornell West. I don't know. Like, one of those two is still good on them for running issues candidacies. I'm for it. I'm here for it. I'll give them, I'll give them time. Because I want to reintroduce America to the best of itself. And it's fairly clear. Hell yeah, brother. Brother Trump, neo-fascist gangster, not the best. Brother Biden, neoliberal hypocrite, not the best. I want to let... He's right. Junior Dorothy Day, Abraham Joshua Heschel, and Edward Zaid, and Chief Joseph, and Grace Lee Ball. I'm, I, LK Flash, I'm with you. Like, don't, don't give money to these candidates or anything. They're running issues, candidates, or, or uh, perhaps Marianne Williamson or RFK's, uh, uh, case. They're, they're, uh, vanity projects. I don't know. Like, but like, good on them for, like, let's listen to what they've got to say. Let's give them some some breathing room so that maybe we can push the conversation to the left. Uh, Cornell West is is awesome, an amazing speaker, really good at convincing people. So the more air that he has, the better. I'm cool with it. Marianne Williamson has been unfairly maligned, I think. Maybe she 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 does have the whole woo factor and everything, and and I think there's a lot of vanity in her candidacy. However, if we get to talk about things that matter, good for it, good for it. Oh shit! I didn't mean to do that. Luis Luis Marino. These are those fighting for poor and working people. Both parties stand in the way of the empowerment of poor and working people. Both parties tied Wall Street. Militarism. Because he ain't wrong. Tied to Silicon Valley. What about the 60% of precious Americans of all colors who are struggling every day and month to put food on the table and are hardly doing it, while the 1% is simply uh, tied to their uh, quest mm -hmm. for the luxurious life? American democracy not just is at stake. The whole planet, Brother Jake, you know that man with fossil fuels. And, and look, look at the debt ceiling agreement. We can make a deal with Brother Manchin in terms of his pipeline that will do in. Not just I agree with you. I wouldn't vote for them. Ecological collapse, given what's going on on the East Coast. But we can't make a deal with him in terms of voting rights with regard to the filibuster. That's Brother Biden. We need something better. Where's the best of the country? Yeah. Not just the working people here, but around the world. Because the militarism abroad is something that I'm deeply concerned about, be it in Latin America be it in Africa, be it in the Middle East. So I hear you, but these elections often do mm -hmm. come down to a binary choice between the Democrat and the Republican. Um, Dr. Lawrence Tribe, a Harvard University professor, as you, you were, tweeted. He is WTF. third party. You know what that stands for. Does Cornell West really Ooh. want to help the GOP nominee win the way Ralph Nader helped George W. Bush defeat Al Gore in 2000? Ralph Nader, He's American hero. He really hurt the things you care to help, unquote. His fear, obviously, that you would sap away enough votes of progressives who otherwise would vote for Joe Biden and thus deliver the White House to the Republican. Platform this man. Do not vote for him. In Lawrence Tribe's view, your response. Unless you're in a, unless you're in a safe place. Again, through these Manichaean views, you get either this or that. Tweedledee, Tweedledum, Frick or Frack. Neo-fascist catastrophe, neoliberal disaster, or disasters better than catastrophes, 
Absolutely. But our disasters, because disasters, absolutely still. So the idea that Brother Trump would reduce, uh, I mean, Brother Tribe would reduce what I'm trying to do in focus. That's a good point, Flash. I do not know if they have ballot access. Social misery of poor and working people around the world. There's some ego vanity. I said, good God almighty. What are you doing? Do you actually think that the rich legacy of the figures that I talked about can be reduced to their ego vanity when they moved in the electrical political context? Part of the problem is, is people who believe it's either the Democrats or the Republicans have left out serious discussion of mass incarceration, left out of what's been going on around the world, 800 military bases around the world. From the vantage point of the West Bank, our precious Palestinian brothers and sisters, what does it look like in terms of the bombs dropped by the U.S. government by either party? God so, damn right. God damn right. So, okay, here's the thing. With, with presidential politics, I think I've learned my lesson that, like, who's going to be president is decided locally 20, 30 fucking years back, right? Like, those decisions are made within the party mechanism that you have to actually take over on the local level. Politics needs to be done locally. What what the decisions the decisions that result in who's going to be president are made locally a long time ago. And who puts who in the position to be able to run in, in, in each party. So like I encourage people to not put so much stock into who they're voting for for president. You should probably vote with the with the most realistic candidate that's closest to your political values, and usually for me that would mean a Democrat. I I, I feel that I was wrong in 2016 for not voting for Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton would have been a much better president than Donald Trump, hands down, without question. And Roe v. Wade would still be in place. So, like, there's, there's, there is absolutely consequences to the action. Al Gore winning in 2000 would have made the world a demonstrably better place. So, like. I, but st- but I still think Ralph Nader is an American hero, and he should have ran for president, and he should have been up there talking about the issues. And Cor- Cornell West needs to be out here talking about the issues. But uh, like I, I think I think we need to we as a people need to stop fighting so much over who we're voting for for president. I, I mean, you can't say for sure that Al Gore would have stopped 9-11, but we do know that if he had continued the Clinton track record, there is a good possibility that it could have been prevented because the Clinton administration took terrorism very seriously. We know about many plots they foiled that they did not use for political purposes. They didn't want to scare America. That, like... There are a lot of problems with the Clinton administration, but that was one of the things they actually did really well. Because, like, what there was a Millennium bomb plot. There was like a there's several other bombings. Because, like, apparently the the World Trade Center bombing in '91, uh, and uh, the bombing of the USS Cole and shit, like, fucking that scared the the administration. But that's a, we're getting way off topic.
other parts of the world. This is a moral and a spiritual issue. It's not simply narrow strategic thinking of neoliberals who view the world in terms of either Republicans or Democrats. Brother Jake, we will never defeat fascism, which is on the march by milquetoast neoliberalism. Neoliberalism will only be a caretaking postponement of the fascism. You got to get at the source of it. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm going straight into Trump country, my brother. I'm talking to some of my white brothers and sisters who are following the neo-fascist Pied Piper. I'm concerned about your suffering. Look another way. The words of Martin King. Let us embrace one another by accenting our best. That includes acknowledging those who right now are on the other side. We want realignment. We want what my dear brother Clifton West calls a paradigm shift in American politics. That's in part what this is about, my brother. God, he's awesome. Practical question, where do the People's Party, where, where will you be on the ballot? Will you be on the ballot in Michigan? Will you be on the ballot in Wisconsin? Uh, I don't think the People's Party was on the ballot in all 50 states last time. Are you, are you hoping to get on the ballot in every state or, or even just the, the battleground states? We're trying to get on the ballot in every state, which means we've got to get the requisite signatures in each state. We are in process of ensuring to make sure he might be able to do it. As you know, people He's very animating. Bernie's, uh, uh, attempt in 2016. So we're very new at this in that regard. But most importantly, we just want to make sure that our fellow citizens get a chance to see what the best of America is about, the best of America and the best of any nation is about fighting for poor and working people, no matter what color, gender, sexual orientation, and not just confining it to the states. I'm talking about solidarity with Iranians dealing with fascist Iranian, uh, Iranian elites. I'm talking about solidarity with workers in Brazil. I'm talking about solidarity with workers in Guatemala. This is a international project, my brother. That's what Martin Luther King was concerned when he said the bombs dropped in Vietnam fall in ghettos and hoods and barrios and poor white sections. We have got a professional managerial class that has turned its back too often, but the plight of the most vulnerable, that's my tradition. That's what, I, this, that's what this campaign is all about, my brother. So, Dr. West, I have a ton more questions, but we're out of time. You can see oh, no. uh, Come back. I'm going to just cut and paste, and we're going to ask these questions about your policies and your platforms. Next time you're here, open invitation. We love, we love having you on. No, indeed. Salute you, brother. You stay strong. God bless your loved ones, man. You too as well, Dr. West. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yeah, I would, uh, I would have rather seen him in a Democratic primary, but there's not really much of a Democratic primary to speak of here. But, I mean, the man was not wrong. The man... <laughs> Was, uh, was was spitting fire there. Speaking of the Democratic primary, let's go over to Fox News, who had on Robert Kennedy Jr. And very critical of the political party. Yeah, yeah, Joey. Joey, you, you, you make a very good point. 24-hour um, news networks running out of time. How is that a thing? Harris Faulkner on Fox News and on Robert Kennedy Jr. Any primary debates. His other primary rival, Marianne Williamson, agrees with that. She's written an op-ed titled, Debate Us, Mr. President. 
It reads, quote, candidate suppression is a form of voter suppression, and the party that purports to be the champion... I would love to see that debate. ...should not be so wary of its own house, the end of that quote. The latest Fox poll taken before... He I would like to see West on the stage and the general. 16%. 16? ...democracy primary. That's Fox News. A recent CNN poll now shows Kennedy with 20% among Democrat and dim-leaning independent voters. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., on the mez with me in focus now. Welcome. Thank you, Iris. First of all, let's get to the obvious here. The president doesn't even want to debate you. Why do you think that is? Well, I think, you know, his poll numbers are very high right now. And uh, I don't think that, I think that he would rather not debate uh, his either, you know, any of his opponents right now. During the last election, uh, during the pandemic, he was able to conducted from the White House without doing this motherfucker is like this is not even the real RFK this is AI and if that's Donald Trump Donald Trump has shown his acumen at that debate and the president is really gonna have to be on his toes and asking to prepare for that debate when they're gonna have the very intense and robust debates I like he's always and asking president Biden to talked with you know like a like a frog in his throat. You know, staying in the White House, well, like it's really bad now. It's like asking a prize fighter to uh, to prepare for the big bout by sitting on the couch and eating Chick Fil A. Uh, it's not you know he needs to be on his toes and uh, and I you know if he's going to beat the Republican. Well, you and I both agree that those waffle fries will get you ready. for It sounds like he's struggling. So the president has to get out. So where would you start with this president? Because I have read that you've said that the American public is being lied to right now. I think we were lied to about during the pandemic. We were repeatedly. Yeah, I don't want to mock him if it's some sort of medical issue he's got. Repeatedly changed. We're being lied to about the Iraq war. I mean, the Ukraine war. Um, we're being told once the story about the Ukraine war that we're over there as a humanitarian mission. Yeah, it sounds like he's talking with one of those uh, voice boxes that smokers use. Uh, that that war, that there's another agenda behind that war, that it's about regime change. It's about exhausting the Russians. And that means the Ukraine okay, that makes sense. caught in a proxy war between two great powers that are... I feel bad about bringing it up, then. It's just so noticeable. ...the situation for geopolitical reasons and sacrificing hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian youth. Are, are, are we part of that cabal that you're talking about? That the, yeah. and, and what do you think the president is not being honest about? Well, one, about the death count in the Ukraine. You think the president of the United States is lying well, about how many people no, I, really... I didn't say the president's lying. I don't know what the president knows and what but he doesn't But his administration. Know. I think the administration and the Pentagon are not being honest with the American people mm. about the sacrifice of Bezmotic dysphonia. The Ukrainian government is also not being honest. So, you know, you are I mean, well... The best data now shows that about 350,000 Ukrainians have been killed on the front lines. Wow. And we're not being... Oh, that makes... Yeah, Susan Collins does have a... I thought it was just like a main accent or something. The purpose of the war is... We have this comic book depiction you know, that the war is a response simply to this, to the illegal and brutal invasion by uh, Vladimir, by, by, uh, by Putin. Mm -hmm. uh, but in fact, the neocons in the White House have been provoking this war for 10 years. 
and uh, and continued to avoid all talks. Those aren't the same people in the White House. It hasn't been the same White House for 10 years. You know, it's interesting. Um, I, I watch a lot of what people say on social media just in terms, well, we're in election year, but in terms of where they think the, the hot topics really are, you have been called. Hot topic? Didn't they go out of business? The Boston Herald said that you're the youngster on the Democratic side of the ticket. Joseph, he's good on a lot of shit. <laughs> Which but I then he is a fucking batshit crazy loon on a lot of things. What we saw with the president's like he's kind of a like a Ukraine conspiracy theorist. He's a anti-vaxxer. Anti-vaccination activist. Yeah, there you go. Um, somebody who is, you know, looking at things like. But he has other policies that you'll absolutely agree with. Difference in the facts that we think that we know as a public. Do you think that the president of the United States and you, if you were to debate, what would that look like? Uh, um, that's something that I would like to say. I'd like to uh, see it you too. Know, I'd like to explain. I'd like either uh, President Biden or President Trump to explain the lockdowns to us. I think he thinks climate change is a very pressing issue, actually. We shifted $4 trillion. I think he's really good on environmental issues. In this country to the super rich, this new aristocracy of billionaires. Good night, fuzzy face. Five hundred new billionaires and the people. Who yeah, he has been keeping company with Steve Bannon. Increased their wealth by thirty percent. He's we he's been on a right-wing media tour. Businesses will never reopen. Some of those businesses had two or three generations of sweat equity of currency. Well, the, the weird things they always talk about, like businesses reopening, but like most businesses fail anyway. You know, like it, it's weird. You're like thirty percent of businesses like. Is this specific to COVID? I'm sure COVID exacerbated a lot of issues. But like, fucking businesses fail all the time. Ah, he has a neoliberal approach. Of course he does. Of course he does. And um, we closed 3.3 million businesses without due process, without just compensation. The White House, both White Houses were collaborating with Amazon and with the other social media sites to shut down their competitors. Amazon got to shut down 3.3 million competitors. Amazon shut me down. They shut down my Twitch. You know, do our shopping on Amazon and those businesses, those retail businesses, which are the heart and soul of the middle class and our democracy are now shut down. Mr. Kennedy, it's interesting because you you take on uh, Biden. Mr. Kennedy. Yet this is the first time I've heard you say that it won't be Biden who actually takes on. Kennedy. Are you serious about this? Because look in your own party. This is what some are saying. Siraj Patel is a former Democrat candidate for Congress, and he recently said this on The Focus. Let's watch. Look, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a conspiracy theorist. He is running for president um, and uh, I, there's nothing more to say about it. He has zero chance of winning this primary. He, um, you know, is doing this for publicity. Your response? Well, I believe that I will win, but we'll see. Now, why do you believe that you, w- you will win? What's happening right now? You know, and I, look- can, I just feel a tremendous amount of support. Our internal poll numbers are showing me stronger against both Republican candidates than President Biden. Oh, RFK would be my last pick. I would take Cornell West, then Marianne Williamson. Democrats are going to want somebody who can 
beat Governor DeSantis and who can beat President. Uh, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't think. Uh, I don't. Going to be voting for Joe Biden next year. Confident that they have that. I am confident in that. That will persuade oh, a lot of people. But I also think the, you know, the, the controversies are moving, and of course the DNC is going to try to discredit me as a conspiracy theorist. But what I would say is, if I'm a conspiracy theorist, show me something I got wrong. Show me one fact that I missed. Trump amazingly is best-selling book because you went after somewhat pro-vaccination, and that's really when the talk about you began within the Democratic Party. They they wanted to shut you down. Two really quick things. You saw the president fall. Let's let's put this back up there. Um, Nikki Haley, GOP presidential candidate, had called for competency testing for people over the age of 75. Others have said maybe you don't even put an age to it. We need to know that about everybody. When you see that fall, and they'll put it up eventually, uh, at the Air Force Academy yesterday with the President of the United States, is that a person that you think is ready to take on the competitors across the Show him respond to it where he was... My reaction to that is a little different. I, I saw the sandbag that somebody put up there that they shouldn't. And anybody can trip and fall. So I think there's other things that the questions about the president that like what? Well, I mean, people can what can ask about his age, about his mental acuity, and you know, other people have as much Come on, man. about evaluating that as I do. Uh, but I, you know, I have compassion for the president, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I wish him the best. Um, uh, I think. But you think you can beat him in a primary? I think they're friends, aren't they? In a primary. Do you think age plays a role? Well, you know, I, I, there's a lot of people who, age, who are at 80 or 90 have as much mental acuity as anybody 100%. else. So I, I would disagree with Governor Haley. I don't think people at 75 years old should automatically get a, a test. I think that's, uh, that that's not right. But I do think um, that, that, you know. Oh, no, I'm kind of down with it should you know be concerned with before i let you go because people will watch and i know you've been asked this so many times you have talked about fentanyl and drug addiction you have and talked bernie about would pass any fentanyl. fucking what test you, you put in front of him the situation that we have at the border right now with all that fentanyl cr- crossing well there's more than a fentanyl crisis at the border it's a humanitarian crisis thank you rfk it's the result of policies that have um it's a result of a lot of things, a lot of different conspiracy of different factors. But one of the clear things that we need to do is to protect our borders, to make them impervious. There's no nation in the world that can have open borders. And, you know, as part of being a country, you close your borders and you manage immigration humanely and you manage it in a way that is going to benefit our country. And we need to do that. Well, you differ from Biden on that. Yeah, I mean, I differ from Biden on, on almost anything. On almost anything, so. <laughs> but you are still a Democrat, we know, because you're really, you're very, yeah. you're very much against pipelines. That much I've read. You're, you're on the green. Real quickly, just a word about that. About what? About the carbon? I don't, I, you know, I don't like geoengineering products. So I don't like the carbon capture product, uh, projects. And I don't like the top-down uh, totalitarian controls that go along with a lot of those issues. Bernie would beat me in a race. Probably outscore me in a basketball game. I am completely out of shape. We should be uh, we should be governing our markets with free market capitalism. And you know, I wish. There it is.
It would be an interesting situation, and it would really set us up for what we will see um, in a much more informed way in 2024. Glad you're I'm here for debates. Absolutely. Thank you. By the way, I'm a fan of your wife, Cheryl Hines. <laughs> I, right. I know everybody is, Curb. Everybody. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. As in Cheryl David on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He is, he is married to Cheryl. But he's enthusiasm on that. Thank you. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Campagno. Catch how me is, my co-host Harris Faulkner and Katie. How is how is she a fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm? That show is like who mocks people like you, Harris. It was very uh, woke, I would assume. Let's go to the other Democrat running in the primary or mommy, Marianne Williamson. She was on with Mehdi Hassan. It's over a week ago, but I'm sure it was a good interview. Before the 2020 Democratic primaries, Marianne Williamson had already made a name for herself as a best-selling author and self-help guru. Her book, A Return to Love, won praise from Oprah Winfrey saying she had, quote, never been more moved by a book than by this one. Williamson went on to be awesome. a household name in 2019 when she ran for president in the Democratic primaries and gained attention in particular for this comment she made during the second debate. If you think any of this wonkiness is going to deal with this dark psychic force of the collectivized hatred that this president is bringing up in this country, then I'm afraid that the Democrats are going to see some very dark days. She was kind of right, wasn't she? case in favor of uh, reparations for slavery and that night became the most searched candidate on Google and although Williamson later dropped out of the race she's remained politically active ever since becoming popular with younger voters especially on platforms like TikTok and now Marianne Williamson's entering the presidential race again this time against sitting President Joe Biden painting herself as the more progressive candidate Williamson recently laid out what she calls an economic bill of rights. I, once again, like... ...economic policies and includes the right to a job that pays a living wage and universal quality health care. Let's hear what they have to say, but... Why she won? Yeah, yeah. Williamson joins me now. Ready? All the way from London. Can't win. Williamson, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know it's late where you are. Let's start with an obvious question. Why are you running against Joe... An issues campaign. He does not deserve a second term as a Democratic president. You said a couple of things tonight that were interesting. You said, well, he has given more. She does have some nuttiness to her flash. Reduction Act that had ever been done. Yeah, but he also approved the Willow Project, which completely nullifies those investments. He's also given more uh, oil drilling permits even than Trump did. So this idea that he's done more investment. But she's right about that. And this is the great climate change president. You also mentioned that he cut child poverty in half. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, he did with the child tax credit. And guess what? Six months after they did it, it expired and they didn't bother to permanentize She's it. right about that. In which the president has said that he would do things. He's made some incremental changes. I don't yeah, 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 the spiritual stuff. Credit where credit is due, although you did just now. But she, she got a rocky on the issues. Really just like Cornell West. Uh, that the people of the United States deserve, which certainly was not granted to the American people tonight with this very, very sad uh, 
uh, negotiation with the debt ceiling, then we're going to have a, have a well, president who says like it really is and makes the changes that are necessary. I've also spent much of tonight uh, criticizing his negotiation with the Republicans. Uh, just to be clear, just to be clear, just to be clear, since you mentioned the debt. You don't have to be so defensive, Mary. What do you make of the debt agreement? What would a President Williamson have done differently? You know, it's interesting because when you spoke about it, there was sadness in your voice. And you, and then when Robert Rice spoke about it, there was sadness. This was a sad night. First of all, I would never have negotiated with economic terrorists. This is not, Kevin McCarthy was not a good faith actor here. The president does not play to win. And this was a perfect example of that. So why he was ever negotiating, there were some uh, legal scholars who said he could invoke the 14th Amendment. Others said, even if you don't invoke the uh, 14th Amendment, there were other ways he could have gotten the money. So when you say, what would the president have Done, President Williamson have done, I would never have negotiated with that man. The Constitution of the United States says that our, our faith will be good, our, uh, uh, we will be in good faith, our bills will be paid, and our bills could have been paid. He sh I would not have negotiated. I've loved the interviews he's done about his book. So what do you say to those who point out that, yes, you are popular with younger voters and on TikTok, but you can't win a Democratic presidential primary. You're essentially a spoiler candidate. And so by primarying Biden, all you're doing is weakening him in the general and making no. it easier for a Republican to beat him in 20. I think she makes him better. And I think she makes progressive uh, causes stronger. First of all, you said I'm a spoiler candidate. I'm not a spoiler candidate. I'm running a candidate. In the primary, so you can't be a spoiler if you're running in the primary. The second thing you said was this narrative you can't win. Isn't that what people said about Donald Trump? I will win if people vote for me. I believe that in a democracy, people should have as wide an array of options before them as there are candidates running on agendas. That's what a democracy is. We need to protect our democracy right now. That's obvious to everyone. The way you protect your democracy is by using your democracy. Candidate suppression is a form of voter suppression. So this idea that I'm a spoiler, no, I'm not a spoiler. I'm a candidate in a primary, and it's very important, I believe, that the president debate me, that the president debate any other uh, people who are- I, I want that to happen. At a time like this, when the fascists are clearly at the door, we should be having a very serious conversation about what it will take to defeat them, and not just accepting what the DNC has to say because a few elites oh. have decided it's going to be Joe Biden. Well, if you're, if you're a viewer of the show, and I don't know if you are or not, I'm very clear about the fascist threat, which is why I worry about a divided opposition to a fascist threat. And just to be clear, you're right, Donald Trump did win against expectations. But to be fair, Donald Trump entered the 2016 race and led in the polls throughout. I think there was one brief moment where Ben Carson overtook him. Otherwise, he led the entire time. You got, correct me if I'm wrong, you never went above more than 1% in the polls in 2020. So I have to ask, what makes you think four years later, yes, now is my time? Okay, for, first of all, I've been up to 11% this time. Right, that's Ooh. number one. And number two... It's in the crystals. There is an ameliorative effect in somebody telling the truth. Somebody needs to tell the truth about this country, which the American people know. Please remember, Maddie, 70% of the American people do not want him to run again. The American people, you have 70% of the American people who live with chronic... Didn't Ben Carson die? You have 64% of Americans who cannot absorb a... No, no, that was Herman Cain. We have 60% of... Yeah, Mansions Pipeline was in the uh, debt ceiling Americans bill medical debt. You have 18 million Americans who cannot even afford to pay the pres uh, for the prescriptions that their doctors agree, give them. Agree on all of that. So what are you mm -hmm. proposing to do that's different to Joe Biden? Briefly explain to our viewers, what is your policy platform? Briefly. 
My policy platform is that the American people should have an opportunity for an economic U-turn, for fundamental economic reform. We should have the same things that the every other advanced democracy has. We should have universal health care. We should have free college tuition and tech school. We should have free child care. We should have paid family leave. We should have guaranteed sick pay, and we should have a guaranteed living wage. We should have an economic bill of rights. We have a country where there has been a massive transfer of wealth into the hands of 1% of our people. It has completely yeah. destroyed yeah. our middle class, and it is now baked into the cake yes, of how right. the political system operates, that we will continue to make it easier for people who already have to get more and everyone else to struggle to make it. The majority so, of Americans live with constant economic anxiety in the richest country in the so, world. So I agree, Marianne, with your analysis, and I agree with a lot of the policies that you're outlining. The issue is, I guess, you. And you mentioned Donald Trump. I spent a lot of time on this show referring to Donald Trump as the former reality TV star, not just to be snarky, but also to remind people that he had no business running for president. He had zero experience, zero qualifications. And with respect, doesn't the same apply to you? I mean, I may agree with a lot of your policies, but that doesn't mean that you, Marianne Williamson, self-help author, best-selling author, former spiritual advisor to Oprah Winfrey, are qualified to lead the country, to be commander-in-chief, to run the federal government, to have your finger on the nuclear button. Doesn't experience yeah. matter? Yeah. Well, let's look at all the, what those experienced people have done for us. Look at all those experienced people who took us into Iraq. Look at all those experienced people who kept us in Afghanistan 20 years too long. Look at all those experienced people who look have not Donald raised them. I agree with you, look, but also look at Donald Trump. That's the guy, that's the last person we had, and he had no experience. Hey. Donald Trump's problem as president was not that he had not been in politics. It's his, the nature of his character. If Donald Trump had had a different kind of pe person who surrounded him, Donald Trump would have been a different kind of president. And, you know, the founders did not say that in order to run for president, you had to have had political experience because they were leaving it to every generation to determine it for itself. What are the qualifications for a leader at this time? My qualifications are that I've been around I've been around enough to see how this country operates. She's been around enough. The very rich and the very powerful. I've been around the very disadvantaged, do not have money, do not have power. And I've seen how this country operates. I've seen it up close. And I am in this candid in this candidacy saying what everybody knows. This society is rigged at this point. This society is not even operating as a as a real democracy. We have already moved into the area of oligarchy. Yeah. Whether it's oil companies or so, defense contracts, insurance companies, uh, big okay. uh Pharmaceutical companies, they run she, this. She's company. right, you know. You know it. I've heard you say it. And I said to you, I agree with you on a lot of the policy stuff. But let's talk about you again. You. You mentioned character. Politico in March interviewed 12 of your 2020 campaign staffers who painted a picture, quote, of a boss who can be verbally and emotionally abusive. All 12 former staffers said you. Oh, I believe that. They cried. Three said you threw phones at your staffers. You've denied all those allegations, I know. Called them. I, why doesn't she run for Congress? Your deputy campaign manager resigned and then your campaign manager resigned back to back what yes joey just say you've been around enough don't seem to like i've been you. around well how come so many do number one number two i've never thrown a phone okay have i raised my voice absolutely i've never thrown my phone at someone i've never i i raised my voice at times and i'm sorry you know if you were tried in a court of law
there are rules of due process, and the person who is being um, who is being prosecuted has a chance to bring up uh, their own witness. This ain't a court of law. When you're tried in the media, they can say anything. If I, in raising my voice, have offended anyone or felt made anyone feel bad in any way, then I am sorry. But that doesn't mean that I'm. I, I think that the narrative that was painted in that picture in that article was in any way true. And once again, things like through a phone, never. Okay. She, she's very upset about the phone accusation. Yes or no? Will you support the Democratic presidential candidate in 2024, whoever it is, against the Republican candidate, whoever that is? Yes or no? You know, Washington, in his farewell address, warned us about political parties because he said people could be more... Um, into their factual... To be, to be fair, I think he's just running out of time, DJ. my country. I will do everything I can to... Well, the 24-hour news network's running out of time. I agree with, with Franklin Roosevelt. We will not have to worry about a fascist takeover in this country as long as democracy delivers on its promises. Democracy is not living... Uh, delivering on its promises. I will do whatever I can to help the American people vote for an agenda by which democracy will deliver on its promises. Guy comment. A fascist out of the White House. Marianne Williamson, candidate for the Democratic presidential nomination. Thank you so much for coming on. You got here right at the ass end of the stream. I was getting ready to play an animal video. We just went, we went through... Uh, apparently there were a few candidates I missed Asa Hutchinson and then a couple like fucking Larry Elder I didn't even know he was in the race but other than that we we covered the actual serious candidates uh, Cornell West RFK Marianne Williamson Tim Scott Chris Christie Nikki Haley we went through the the major players in the 2024 primary we covered the uh, New York City skyline, thanks to the Canadian wildfires. Got caught up on the uh, Ukrainian dam. I'm going to be back to regular schedule, Scott Comet. I promise. I promise. We'll be here nightly again within days. Within days. Probably Sunday. Probably Sunday. We we even had we even had the new uh, pride opening, got the new uh, the whole new pride song, the pride flag. Oh, you can't leave yet! You can't leave yet! We gotta have. Uh, we gotta have an animal video. Perhaps Puppy Boss. Uh, I don't You know, I don't think we've ever done this animal on the show. And this is awesome. There has been an old saying for the longest time. Uh, pretty as a peacock. And like now I know why. God damn, look how pretty this is. Fucking A Pat Robertson died. Oh, I was telling this story earlier in the stream. And uh when Iron Sheik died, I was like, I hope you're up in heaven. Uh fucking God in the ass, making him humble. And then I woke up this morning and saw that Pat Robertson died. 
I also hope he is up in heaven, fucking God in the ass, making him humble. Look at these majestic fucking birds. Hell yeah, next time we'll do capybaras. Those are also cute little fuckers. Look at these goddamn peacocks. The colors. That that blue was just so magnificent. I love that color blue. Even this is like check his like purple underbelly. Oh damn! Look at this. Fucking, we learned the other day on stream, and this is wild for me to learn something like this on stream, that I share a birthday with Henry Kissinger. Henry Kissinger turned 100 a week ago Saturday. On my birthday. Uh, is this what they do when they're horny? That makes sense. They show off their gorgeous feathers. Wouldn't you want to fuck them? I, I almost want to fuck them. They're glorious. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. That's look at, I've never seen one that color. That is absolutely stunning. This one's solid white. It's never been fucked before. It changes to off-color white after it gets fucked. On its wedding night. <laughs> oh, shit. I promise, regular streams again. But we've got to restructure. Even if I get Twitch back, we have to restructure. There has to be... There's now a, a, a rule against simulcasting. So either the show has to air live on Twitch and then get uploaded to YouTube and everywhere else. Or it airs live on everywhere else and then Twitch is just me gaming and shit. We, we may be moving other content to like OnlyFans where you can watch uh, cop videos. But I don't know. OnlyFans may... You can't you can't pee on OnlyFans. So they, they might not let you show cop videos either. I don't know. I'll have to check out the rules. <laughs> you, can't you can't show piss videos on OnlyFans. Oh, all right. Go ahead. Light one up. Tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you Sunday night on the Troll Patrol live. <laughs>